Hey everyone, and welcome to a special Halloween episode of the ActualPlay.network podcast. In this episode, we play the Delta Green Adventure Night Floors. This episode runs quite a bit longer than our standard episode, so we're just going to get right into it. Why don't you guys go around and explain who you, what your characters do at the FBI? Uh, sure. My, do you just want what we do, or do you want like a full character description? Um, you don't have to go like whole hog, but you can um, name what you do at the FBI and anything else, like a couple other things you might find relevant if, if you'd like. All right. Uh, my character's name is Thorn with an E, mm-hmm. and he is a forensic scientist. Primarily, that's what he does at the FBI. Are we saying our code okay. names or our real names? That's my that's code, name. code name. Okay. Because we are cell T. Okay. So my character's name is Truth, and I'm a behavioral psychologist. Okay. Gino. My character's name is Oliver Wayne, and his code name is Trig. <laughs> Great. What? Nothing. You're just your real name. Yeah, but we're, you gave yours, right? No. You didn't go real name and uh, then fake name. Dude, no, no <laughs> neither of us did. Listen. Now we have an upper hand on you. We know your real name. Don't worry, that was OOC. You still don't know it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm gonna find your family now. They're already dead. I already killed them. Crap. I'll be, don't worry. I'll be. I'll give you new ones. I'll kill them too. I kill all my family. And Trig, what did you what did you do at FBI? Did I kept a bit of a step? Yeah, you must have missed it. Um, I am a undercover agent. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I work at a florist place. All right. So information gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Information gathering, but like I have a truck that like it's like a flower delivery truck, but you can just go park somewhere and like oh flower delivery, but I'm just in the back of it with my listening equipment. So you're an information specialist. <laughs> yeah, sure. What? All right, so who among you received the original call from Agent Marcus? I think it depends on the context of the call, right? Are we already a group together? Yeah, you're a Celtic. Agent Marcus is calling about getting you three to investigate the disappearance of a girl. Okay. So, okay, so so probably me, because that sounds like you would start with forensics before the other two. All right, so why don't you gather your cell, and he's going to have to do a conference call with the three of you. Do we have text messages in the year 2000? Yes. Certainly. I are are we still on beepers? Um, but I say both are in use at the time. Okay, I definitely beep them. I take out my cell phone and I text him back. It says, "Please, my cell phone." Beepers are too easily traceable. I mean, you know why I, I beep have. you again. Is it a flip phone? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, we all, all have flip phones. Yeah. So I, I text them the scene or the location and say, meet me there. I do not give a time. Tap it, tap it. So um, yeah. where do you guys want to get the call? On my phone. Um, like in one of the conference rooms? In where, okay. I'd imagine. Just right at your, right at your job, huh? I mean, there's a, it's a secure enough location. We're not going to go in like a park. 
All right, so the phone rings. Well, I feel like we should probably be a little uh, discreet. What's more discreet than the FBI? So, I actually, well, I think uh, Delta Green is supposed to be like a secret subsection of the FBI. Not everyone in the FBI knows about Delta Green. Um, is that correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I, I tell you guys to meet me in like, uh, just like a rundown house, basically. May or may not house some drug addicts. Okay. I don't agree with this at all. How is that supposed to be secure? Are you arguing with me or are you texting that back? I'm texting that back. I text back, there probably aren't drug addicts. Yeah, but why would you do it in a public space where there could be anyone? They won't be paying attention. That's. The drug addict is the number one agent, it's like a top sleeper agent. Because no one suspects them. It's called hiding in plain sight. Exactly. No, no, here's the thing. We're not the ones hiding. But we are, though. Just meet me. Fine. So we go, we pull up at this... So Truth shows up real early to this location. Like, it's like he gets going ASAP. And it's like, started baffling all the walls to soundproof them to the best of his ability. <laughs> By telling them really hard to answer riddles. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, actually, you walk in. Area. You walk in, and you see already sitting in the middle of the room, like full conference call setup with a table and three chairs around it. Uh, Thorn, who I will briefly describe, he is a, I guess, lanky man. His arms and legs look like they're maybe a bit too long for his body. Um, he's definitely tall. He has that hairdo that's like just the side horseshoe pattern with a little tuft on top and really small glasses with eyes that look like they're too big for them. Uh, side horseshoe pattern? Yeah, like it's not, it doesn't go all the way around his head, but it's just on the sides yeah, like when you and back. Up. Like George Costanza. Yeah, he's. Yeah, basically a George Costanza, but less on top, except for a little tuft. All right. And he's, I guess he's probably wearing a doctor's coat. So, like, immediately barging through the door in like a like a tracksuit is sort of like a fit, like a heavier set, but he's like he's still got some fitness to him, kind of guy. But you see, like the paunch coming in, slowly approaching in his older age. He's got like a short. Salt and pepper sort of haircut and an intense look in his eyes. Do you know how long it took him to sweep this zone? Uh, Thorne looks at his watch and says, Probably far too long. That's right, far too long. That's because you chose an insecure location. And where is Trig? At that, uh, Trig comes through the doorway that's towards the back, like sort of out of the shadows, and he has on an apron with a floral pattern on it that he unties the back of it, takes it off, and drapes it over the back of a chair that he then sits in. And uh, he places his hands on his lap and drums his fingers on his legs. Oh, my God. What? Did he just get real with us? I mean, the chair's <laughs> not backwards. Yeah. Um, and, he did, and, there's nary a be- and there's nary a baseball cap in sight. Um, for some reason, when, the way Gino described that, I pictured him flipping the chair backwards. <laughs> okay. Let's have a chat, guys. Let's, Let's get some real talk. 
<laughs> hey, you guys, I wanted to get serious about uh, drugs, drugs, <laughs> and and AIDS. Um, just say no. Wow. To AIDS. Say no to AIDS. Someone says, "Hey, you want some AIDS?" Say no. I'm not going to get them. Uh, none for me, thanks. Uh, so, uh, under his apron, he has like a button-up shirt, uh, clean white button-up with sleeves rolled up and a black tie, skinny black tie, and uh, a pair of green dress pants and some black loafers. He's 6'5", incredibly tall. Wow. And uh, he has very long legs and long arms, I guess, as well. But he's just a very tall, slender man. A real slender man. Yeah. And he has uh, glasses that fit him perfectly. Sort of a narrow face. And perfectly, totally clean shaven, and short blonde hair that comes up in uh, not a. Mm, I don't know this the name of that look where it's like short on the sides, but then it's just like about an inch tall with like that part that comes out of the front, you know. A, a pompadour, like, not like a guile? pompadour, like a faux hawk. No, it's not like a faux hawk. It's just like shorter, shorter on the sides. That kind of like Tristan from Yu-Gi-Oh, except not an not wild and anime style. What about Guile from Street Fighter? Not exactly. What about uh, Sweet JP from Redline? No, it doesn't come out in a pompadour. <sighs> uh, what the it sounds like you're looking for a pompadour. Uh, yeah, I'm hearing pompadour. What's the ah uh, fuck? It's just I don't know the name. It's just a very standard white guy haircut from like. Like a military haircut. Oh no, I know what he's talking about. It's got the little, it's got the little, the little ledge thing. Yeah, yeah. like a small a little, cliff of hair. Yeah, like I'll, Guile. No, 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 no. Oh god, Guile's hair I, is I, tall and ridiculous. I yeah, like Guile, yeah, like, except not no, no, in anime. I, I know what you know is talking about. It's like a hair cliff that like dudes had in that era. Okay, so the uh, are you done with your description, Gino? Also, he has a tattoo on his neck, but it's covered up. But you can see it Great. poking up out of his collar. So the phone rings. I answer on speakerphone, obviously. Selty, Agent Marcus. <clears throat> Is that you, Thorn? Yes, it's me. I have the rest of T here as Who's well. Who's there with you? The rest of us all. The rest of T. Did you sweep the location? I've swept yes. the location multiple times. Is it secure? Times. Of course it's secure. Despite you know the importance of secrecy in our line of yes, work. Yes, oh, believe you? me, I had a talking to with Thorne about that before we called you. Then this gets back to me. You're going to be in serious trouble. It's better not get back to you. Hey, I'll take, kill you myself. Take it up with Thorne. He's the one who wants to hold our meetings in crack houses. Yes, yes. Is this a meeting about how we're all supposed to be terrified of you? This is going to be an assignment coming through your desks, each of you. Tomorrow morning, there's a girl that disappeared. In Manhattan. All right. Abigail Wright. Her father's got some kind of connection. With so us or with, with, with us or with them? With the FBI. Okay. Um, something's not right, though. And I want you people to take it. I've, I've, we've managed to get you three assigned to the case. So I'd like for you guys to take over that case. Consider it done, boss. Great. Is that it? That's it. All right. So you do you have any questions for me, or are you just going to... Uh... Well, I was going to ask why us, but then you said something's not right, so I assume that's probably it. Yeah. 
If you had more, I would think you'd give us more. You're right. I don't have much more than that. Let me just let me just tell you now what's what's true what's what's making us suspicious is the crime scene, and you'll see when you get there what I mean. Sounds like a good time. He hangs up. All right, then I'll see. Uh, you. What? No, no, go ahead. I'll see you, gentlemen, tomorrow. Then. Wait, tomorrow? What? Uh, why don't we, we go now? Because we don't have the case yet. Unless the unless the case is going to come across our desk today. You just said I assume this was sort of after the work. He said he was going to give case is going to come across your desk tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what it was. Yeah, so and we have to wait. I figured time. it was later in the day today, so you guys probably wouldn't be going back to work. Yeah. Well, some of us just like our jobs. Okay. <laughs> well, some of us have other things to do with our lives. Oh well, bully for you. Yes. So, um, you each get a, f- a file the next day. Did you want to play it out as a scene, or do you want me to just tell you what's in the file? Do we are uh, we think... playing it out as a scene together, or are we playing out receiving a file separately wherever we happen to be working? <laughs> I'll play um, it as a scene. I spill coffee on mine. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! No oh, fiddlesticks! My um, my drawer is like immaculately kept and ultra neat. Oliver Wang, get in here! <laughs> Oliver Wait. Wang. I don't think his name is Oliver Wang. What's your name, Gina? Oliver Wayne. Oh. Yeah, it was Oliver okay. Wayne. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Wayne. Wayne. Also, I work at a flower shop. Not all the time. That's not your actual job. I mean, like, I'm in a flower shop, I imagine. But you also... What are you doing at a flower shop? What? He's undercover. What you, what Leave him alone. <laughs> okay. Undercover is what? A florist? For what? can't tell you that. He's undercover. Yeah. Okay. I use it for okay. gathering intel. From people who buy flowers? No. So Okay. Uh, the f- is it a mafia flower the shop? The front is a flower shop. And then people will come in and be like, give a cryptic message like, I'd like flowers delivered to here. And then they slip a piece of paper over my countertop. And I look at it and it's instructions on a mission I have to go on or like someone that needs to be listened in on or something and then I go and I gather and tell on that person in my flower van that's made for deliveries and then I go and I investigate okay so someone bursts into your uh, a shady looking character bursts into your flower shop the bell chime dings and jingles like crazy mm-hmm. is that you Oliver Wang <laughs> Oliver Wang <laughs> he doesn't respond to that Oliver Wang. Is there an Oliver Wang here? I don't think he would be under- In my head, he's like just crossing his arms and looking in the other direction <laughs> at nothing in particular. Also, I don't think he'd be undercover using his real name. Yeah, that's right. This isn't his real name. This is his code name. Oh, Oliver Wang is his code name. Code name. <laughs> Oliver Wayne is his real name. Oliver Wang is his code name. Would it be something like, but we use Oliver? Could it be like Gulliver Wang? Well, here's the thing, though. Tal- I don't know my code name. <laughs> Tolliver Wang. Just call me Tall Wang, please. <laughs> Tall Tall Wang. Um, I'd I'd like to buy some flowers, please. Hello. <laughs> um, I'd like to buy some flowers. The service around here. There's a uh, there's a, a a woman who looks to be maybe like nineteen working the counter, and this strange man bursts in and starts shouting these things, and she just looks a little nervous. And then, 
when the man looks away, she goes back to get the manager, and that's when uh, that's when Trig comes out of the door from the back and says, "May I help you?" I'd like to buy some flowers, please, from Oliver. Wang. What kind of flowers are you looking for? Here, I've got the instructions for the flowers on this paper. Hands you a paper. Oliver, uh... And he just starts walking away. Oliver takes it and puts it in his pocket. And then he says, uh... Thank you, Deborah." And then to the... <laughs> no problem, mister. <laughs> and then he goes into his back room again and shuts the door behind him. And, uh... Deborah hears a lock go, but doesn't think twice about it really it's a little strange but whatever back that's to work it's a little odd but i guess i'll go back to work he's got his own business in there must be his daily me time <laughs> no um, also so, uh his office is full of little bonsai trees so the other two um get a um file on their desks um basically it details the disappearance of abigail right um real quick she disappeared. She was reported missing June 4th by her father. He, um, he's actually connected to the NYPD, not the FBI. And he calls them, and they, uh, they investigate. They, uh, do you ever run in the apartment? There's some brief details of them. Um, uh, on August 4th, her credit card was used to purchase a pack of cigarettes in Patience, Maryland. Um, August 6th, the FBI begins to investigate as a kidnapping. Um, August 9th, Patience, Maryland is decided to be a dead end. And August 10th, which is today, you receive instructions to go to her apartment and catalog it. All right. I sp- promptly spill coffee on my file. Good, 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 good. And then storm out of the office I take without my, saying a word to anybody. I take my file, put it in my briefcase, pack up and be like, I'm going to go. I, I say, I got a job out and I say, I give my like hellos and goodbyes to like the other my, my cube mates goodbye I see ya have a good day see you later have, have a, a good day have a nice one you too and I head up to the location and helicab <laughs> safe I've got a helicab good luck a helicab cab pulls up hey can you bring me this location of course <laughs> why does everyone sound the same this is my New York accent. That's not New York. That's Hello. not anything. Hello. Hello, mate. I'm from New York. Would you like a ride in my taxi? Of course I would. New York is... How a, about a pizza pie? <laughs> New, York's a, New York's a melting pot. I'm a, and I am a sausage. That's right, you're a sausage. You're right, you're right good sausage. <laughs> I feel like that's a good start to a film noir detective. Like a... New York's a melting pot, and I'm a sausage. <laughs> well, this is a wrong accent entirely. Um, New York's right, a melting so... pot, and I'm a sausage. Welcome to New York. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We're all doing New York accents. We're demonstrating how good at accents we are, Chris. Get the fuck together. All right, mate. I'm a New Yorker. So, um... Uh, Abigail lived in the McAllister building, which is where you guys are arriving to catalog. Um, the McAllister building is a classic three-story brownstone with a faux castle design. It's got um, like a fake portcullis. 
hanging above the double doors. There's ramparts and um, uh, turrets and things, and uh, cheap concrete gargoyles along the rooftop. Oh, so this is straight rad. This is full castle. Yeah, but it's like a like a fake castle. Yeah, like a full a nineteen twenties brownstone with like castle touches. Like a full faux castle. Yeah, and it's um, three stories, like I said. This is a buzzer, but you guys um, we're, we're pre- have been given a key to the inside. Yeah, not to the, not to each individual apartments, but you've got a key to the. Oh, I've got building. a key to each individual apartment. How do you have that? I have my. I think, I think he's implying lock picking. I think I think you need to make a roll <laughs> on pass. every single apartment, and then we'll decide if you have keys to every apartment. Mister Back at like Boishear's claim. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there you go. You're you're in the apartment. All right. Building. I assume you're gonna head up to her I apartment. Am, yeah. So, um... I'm checking over my shoulder to make sure I'm not being followed. You are being followed. By mm-hmm. us. <laughs> by, definitely by Thorn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of, like, backpedal so that I'm behind Thorn. Uh, Watch our twelve. So, Trig is now behind you. I'm gonna backpedal behind them. Watch our twelves. I have our six. What, you mean in front of me? Yes. Look in front of me? Look in front of you. Hello, and welcome to my apartment! No, I'm well, just kidding. I'm not here. <laughs> okay, great. The apartment's talking to us. So you guys head into the apartment. Yeah. The um um this looks like a crazy person's apartment. I'll be honest. Wow, way to make judgments. Um so the walls and ceilings are covered in layers of materials. It's called and wallpaper, dude. <laughs> no. In this case, it is not called wallpaper. It's a combination of human skin. Skin, 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 hair, 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 hair. It's a, it's a combination of papers, small items, and larger things that have been epoxied and taped to the wall in, like, bizarre patterns, like circular, um, non, um, non-unequal patterns. Okay. That loop back and forth and around, and, um, there's no furniture in the apartment at all, and no possessions. It's just this entire, the walls have just been decorated this way. And uh, even the rug has been ripped up and taken away. And it's just a battered stained linoleum on the ground. And you know from your file that none of the stuff has turned up in the uh, pawn shops or any kind of police um, raids or anything like that. Uh, so the stuff's just missing. So Trig turns to Thorn and he says, Good to know there's no possessions here. Uh, I'm afraid of ghosts. Um, <laughs> what happens then is there's an assassin in the corner. And he steps out, and he shoots you right in the brain, and you die forever. Also, the assassin is a ghost, and it's a ghost assassin. As as his brains are falling out of the hole in his head, he says, "I always knew it'd be ghosts." And then he falls over dead. And the ghost says, and then as he falls over dead, he rolls over and says, "I should have thought twice." <laughs> and then he rolls back over dead now for real because you can tell his tongue falls out of his mouth. <laughs> I close his eyes. You can't. His eyes are already two X's. <laughs> Which is what happens to your eyes when you die. Okay. <laughs> Andrew wipes the X's off his face. If I only could. Uh, Thorn. No. So- Trig comes back as a ghost with no eyes now. Okay. So metagame ghost puns aside. Okay. Uh, Thorn snaps on some like medical gloves turns the other two with a big creepy grin 
and says, at least it'll be easy. What I'm confused about is, how did we not hear about an apartment like this in a police department? We did. We we got No, we got I mean, like, before, before we were told about it. This is a really odd, like, situation. You think this kind of thing would be, get reported on. Unless it was purposely hidden. Unless you want important. to investigate the apartment or you want to investigate the press? Every part, every part of the investigation is important. You have to investigate every angle. Alright, you, well, you so, will make a phone call to the newspaper. What you guys have specifically been tested is to catalog these things. Nothing? To catalog the... Catalog apartment. the nothing. No, I guess start... The stuff on the walls, yes. Yeah. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Truth takes a couple of pairs of gloves and, like, might as well get to work and takes out a whole, like, takes out, like, a large box and puts it on the ground and, like, unfurls it. There's, like, a lot of, you know, evidence baggies and stuff inside and starts to peel away and just, like, goes for, like, a good chunk to rip it. Okay. To, like, to, and starts ripping it off. Uh, Thorn just pulls a clipboard and pencil out of his coat and starts, like, walking around the room and lifting things with his pencil and just looking at them and occasionally jotting something down. Um, let me just look at my stat sheet real quick. <laughs> what? Trig looks at his stat sheet. <laughs> uh, Trig reaches into his back pocket and pulls out a little notebook, a little brown leather-bound notebook, and starts uh, thumbing through it. And he gets to an empty page, takes a pen out of his back pocket, licks the tip like he's about to jot something Ooh. down. And then, uh... He's going to go to where the uh, bedroom might have been. So just to explain the layout of the apartment real fast. These are somewhat large apartments by New York standards. They have one main room, a small bedroom, small bathroom, and a kitchenette. Like a studio apartment? Um, yeah. It's a, like a one-bedroom apartment, actually. Because it's not... A, a, the, the, there's a separate bedroom. So it's like Daredevil's apartment. I haven't seen Daredevil, but sure. He has, like, a big living room area and, like, a big kitchen area that's, like, no walls just attached to it and then a separate part for a bedroom. Yep, exactly. And, like, a little hallway with a door for that going out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And that's... it's a, They're pretty large for... Um, it's like Jerry Seinfeld's apartment in the hit yeah. show Seinfeld. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, that you that you played Costanza in. Oh, it's, so yeah. you're saying it's a one-bedroom apartment. Thorne's getting upset! <laughs> All right, there's my Seinfeld joke. I, I um, still haven't seen more than like two episodes of Seinfeld. These pretzels so, yeah. are making me thirsty. All right, I'm done. So the um, the bedroom is basically the same as the uh, main room that you entered in. Uh, can I interrupt for just a second? Yep. Uh, if you're that thirsty, you gotta try this melon. All right. <laughs> the Mackinac peaches, though, Gino. <laughs> So the bedroom is the same as the uh, main room, as far as the lack of furniture and the layers of uh, strange things on the wall. All right. So um, am I to assume that you're also looking in at the stuff? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's completely empty. Is there a closet? There's a closet, yep. I'm going to go... Uh, Trig walks into the room, and he just sort of looks over and notices everything's empty. Is there a lot of dust gathered? There's dust consistent with... Let me rephrase. Does it look like there were things here, but they were taken out of it? Like, 
does dust show that something was here, now it's moved? Um, well, it's been... The dust is consistent with um, three months of... With three months of inactivity followed by an FBI, an NYPD investigation. Mm. So you can tell from the sun, from the lack of... Um, from certain areas lighter than others, you can tell there was there's like a shape of a bed on the linoleum. Mm. And... Um, what have you? So as like you can tell, there's like there's like a spot where a bed was and a spot where a little night table was, and like a vanity table. Is it, is it like a thick difference in dust? Like they were moved recently, or well, the dust the dust is you can't really go by the dust because the people have been in and out of here. All right, so they've been moved the dust sweeping around. all around so their feet. Yeah, people are, like the NYPD has come in here a couple times. All right, uh, hmm. then he's gonna go for the closet. Okay, the closet is um devoid of furniture. Um, inside, hanging on the on the hooks, Christmas lights that look like they were picked out of the trash, uh, and they're glued extremely tight to the floor and to the um, bar that the clothes hang on in the closet. So it creates like a really like a really taut net, and glued to that is um, thousands of pennies, little bird skeleton pieces, receipts, pieces of takeout containers, things like that. Trig takes out his phone and he uh, flips it open and then he goes and he takes a picture of the whole closet setup. He actually takes a couple so we can get it from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. And then he closes it, flips it back into his pocket and uh, goes to jot something down in his little notebook. And after he does, he leaves the room and says, Thorn, truth, you might well, want to take a look at this. Well... Before you can leave the room, like, as he turns around, he bumps into Truth, who's just standing there, who's looking at him, like, very disappointed. Truth. What are you doing, Trig? I'm taking notes. What have I said repeatedly? That camera, you might as well be taking a sketch with it. It's worthless. And he reaches into his bag and pulls out a real camera and photographs the closet. And um, while while they're doing that, is there an oven still, or is that gone? <laughs> There's an yeah, oven. Thorn yeah, Thorn puts his head in it, and he turns it on. He's like, "I'm done with these fuckers." Uh, no, that would be any of my other characters. Um, uh, so while they're doing that, uh, Thorn is just doing his thing, where he's just like looking at the wall, penciling at stuff, and jotting things down. Then he just he snaps his fingers at nothing in particular, and then walks over to the oven to investigate it. So, uh, real quick, right. Andrew, what kind of camera is it? Because it's 2000. Yeah. It's sort of like... It's probably... It's sort of like, you know, a modern camera. I don't, I don't know if it's digital or analog film. It would probably be a digital camera. Yeah, but it's like... It's actually... It's perfectly reasonable for him to have a camera if you think about what the camera phones were like in 2000. That's what I'm that's Yeah, what I'm I mean, saying. like, is it going to just, like, print out the picture on the spot? Is he doing, like, a Polaroid thing, or...? No, no, no. You wouldn't use a Polaroid. You want good pictures. Okay, but we do have digital cameras in this time period, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, digital cameras. Okay. So that, yeah, nothing. But also, I'm going to text the image to uh, Thorn. I am investigating the oven. <laughs> He's also, like, 10 feet away. Also, I'm, like, 10 feet away. Yeah, but he kind of does it mostly, like, to... To try to prove a point. Because he can, because he took a picture on his phone. And that's sort of a thing to himself, like, oh, yeah, well, let's see you text this picture to Thorn <laughs> with your digital camera. But he doesn't say it out loud. 
<laughs> because he knows that his picture doesn't look like anything. Yeah, I mean, it does look like shit, but also he's kind of petty. Tell me about the oven. The oven is actually pretty unremar- unremarkable. Um, there is the fact that um, it's filthy, like caked with grease on the outside. When you open it up, the oven racks are missing. But other than that, there's really nothing else about it that's interesting. Does it look like it's been used in any kind of improper fashion, burned or anything? Um, it's very dirty. Given that the racks are missing and that it's covered in, like, chars and grease, it, I mean, who knows what was used? What it was used for. Thorn nods his head and jots something down and walks over to the other two. <clears throat> and says, Trig, I got your picture. Very intriguing. Thank you. I know um, it doesn't look like much, but it's. Uh, I took it, it on my phone. Certainly does not. But here it is. He says, opening the closet again because he'd shut it behind him. But then he opens it up again. Just like, and here we are. Uh, Thorn kind of rubs his tuft a little bit. Either you got a pen. Yeah, I, of I do. Would you what like? Color do you he, want? he takes both pens that are offered to him. Well. Truth, not he, truth he takes is, all uh, pens that are offered. Did to not him. actually offer a pen. He did because he knew this would happen, so he hasn't taken it out yet. Trig hands. Okay, him the so pen. He, so he only takes Trig's pen, and he throws it at the Christmas lights. Um, the Christmas lights are strong enough to withstand a blow from a pen. But does it like stick, or does anything happen, or does it just bounce off? It just sort of hits the Christmas lights and falls to the ground. The epoxy <laughs> or... on it that glued everything there is dry. Thorn nods and jots something down. What have you found out? Are you, are you fascinated that Christmas lights um, are strong enough to withstand a pen? This festive web does not appear to be magical in nature. <laughs> <laughs> he continues jotting a little bit. Uh, Trig also oh. writes that down. Oh, wait, so no, he I doesn't s- have his pen. Uh, excuse me, Thorn. Uh, <laughs> might I borrow that pen back real quick? What, what color do you need? Blue. Blue preferable. He hands him a blue pen. Thank you. He writes down, uh, decorative Christmas web. Question mark? Um, so, so you guys are... <laughs> can, can I look at this thing I ripped off the wall yet? What did you rip off the wall? I t- you know all those chunks? I took one, I ripped one of the chunks yeah, off okay. the Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to get to that right now. Okay. okay? I want You guys are there for about um, five hours cataloging stuff. And I want you to tell me a couple, like one or two strange things that you find in the apartment. And there's no pattern to this stuff, so it's just the strangest stuff that you might find. It's all, pretty much all mundane objects. Uh, Trig? He, uh, on his way to check out the bathroom, he opens up the medicine cabinet, and he finds yep. uh, a kind of, sort of like a large dildo that said, world's best son on it. All right. <laughs> Very mundane. It's strange. <laughs> Should I come up with a better one? No. That's fine. That's fine. No, you're fine. You're doing fine. <laughs> um, I find a, um... A DVD copy of Zoolander. That's very strange. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, do I? I don't know if you want. No, wait a second. I have to be accurate. 
Zillion. No, that's 2001. Yeah, no, you do not. I find a VHS copy of The Waterboy. Yeah, okay. that's accurate. You can find that. That's not that strange. We have one of those. It's um, not rewound. Oh, shit. Uh, in the fridge, Thorn finds all of like the fridge shelves have been removed, and there's just a garbage can in there. I gotta see what's inside the garbage can. Oh, is that is that the second thing you find? Is there something in the garbage can? Because yeah. he said two for each of us. Yeah, inside the garbage can, I just find cakes and cakes of ramen noodles. That's about where they belong. Removed from their packaging. The dust sprinkled on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other rooms are there in here to explore? Oh, uh, Trig still in the bathroom. He uh, opens up the turlet. Like, to just, you know, just to look. And um, nothing in the bottom part where the bathroom goes. But uh, he thinks he smells something weird. So he opens up the top part, and it's full of dead rats. Uh, Truth comes in and bags one of the dead rats. That's enough. Yeah, that's, that's, that's enough. one dead rat is enough for anyone. Yeah, Thorn I, has just noticed that apparently nailed to the back door with nails in the shape of a pentagram is a coonskin cap. <laughs> New nailed to the back of the door, not the back door. There's I was no going to say. You all, after a while, get the really strong, strange sensation that you're being watched. And I want you all to make a sanity check. Ba-bam, I pass. No, I fail. You have to get below. Sorry. I pass. Did I pass? Do you know? What's your sanity? Oh, uh, let me check. You have to get below your sanity. Oh, shit. I passed by two points. All right, Chris, lose one sanity point. Oh, yeah. Guess how much sanity I have now, guys. 69. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hell, yeah, like a sex maneuver. Trig and Thorn high five. So you are convinced that you are being watched, um, Thorn. Yes, I. Thorn nods vigorously and jots something down. <laughs> um, make a spot hidden check. Uh, is that a skill? Uh, it is in Call of Cthulhu. I don't know about Delta Green. It is not in Delta Green. Um, Do is there equivalents? Search. Yeah, yeah that'd be perfect. I check. Right. I check while he's looking around. I check his notebook, and for some reason, like all the scribbling, all he wrote was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nice check, nice check, nice check. <laughs> I fail my search. All right, you two make search checks too. Oh, cheese and rice. We all fail our search checks. All right. So now we're gonna have to go around again. You got to tell me more things you find in the apartment. One, I find an old Yankees cap. Okay. Um, Trig goes back into the bedroom, and he notices something on the floor. It looks like a spool of red yarn. Except it's actually a spool of completely bloodied dental floss. And it's still wet. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. I forgot my name for a second. Thorn, realizing he checked the fridge, but never bothered to check the freezer, opens the freezer and taped to the entire wall of the freezer. All along it is pictures of historic, (laughs) historic political figures. Mallard Fillmore. <laughs> Franklin Pierce. James Buchanan. Yeah, Franklin Pierce. All the forgotten presidents. 
basic yeah, yes only forgotten presidents Rutherford that's way B. better Hayes. Chester A. Arthur there's for some Chester reason a. there's just a picture of Trump in there <laughs> There, there's there's two there's two pictures of Grover Cleveland, <laughs> but they're they're but they're separated by one other picture <laughs> of Grover Cleveland by um by uh Benjamin Button no um, it's that's no it's, it's like it's Chester A. Arthur no or Rutherford no the one that separates Garfield. them is um no Garfield it's okay. it's, it's in that Garfield list. was assassinated Chester A. Arthur became president okay I know Grover Cleveland. Who's who did Tippecanoe? Is it Benjamin Tyler? It's Tippecanoe and Tyler it's, too. It's yeah. Whoever it is is a twenty-third president. I know that much. His his grandson of 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 uh, Tippecanoe and Tyler too was the one who. John Tyler. No. Or is that the, of Tyler too? Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison. That's okay. It. Yeah, oh, Tyler oh, too, not Tyler. Oh right, because it's it's Harrison's grandson, not Tyler's. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I believe that's. I believe it's him who was the one who interrupted the two Clevelands. Once so you guys just gave me some descriptions of stuff you had seen. Yeah. Now we're gonna do the same thing over again with the sanity checks. Oh, I failed that time. I passed this time. I failed this time. So you two lose one sanity apiece. Hey, Thorn. <laughs> he looks at you, is nodding, and jots something down. <laughs> Uh, Trig also jots something down but real quick he just like you can hear his pen furiously on the paper also I should mention that I realized that this was a more practical choice I said Thorn has a clipboard so based on the amount of stuff he has been jotting down he has just like a giant stack of papers on his clipboard I would imagine so Um, Uh, uh, I feel like this is uh, important about my character Yep. His tattoo he has on his neck, it looks like a you can see the end of a tentacle wriggling upwards. But uh if he were to pull down his collar, he doesn't. But if he were to, you could see that it goes down a little bit, like to about his collarbone, but like just above it, where it curls up like an upside down question mark, but it's still just like a tentacle all the way. It's just like a double ended okay. tentacle. That's it. Okay. So you guys wanna make search rolls? You can have a five percent boost. To your search skill. We have five point. No. Yeah. Uh, permanently? <laughs> because, or um, just for this roll, because you've, you've been cataloging for a while, so this bunch of stuff has been reduced. I pass as well as I possibly can. I got a zero. Yeah, but let's see what I get. I also Chris, pass. You're, Chris, you rolled a 1d0. That might explain why I got a zero. <laughs> well, I got a 37. Let me try again. I see with that. I was like, what? All right, I got an 11, so I still passed a lot. <laughs> But that first roll on the D zero, you got pretty high. If anyone needs to roll a D zero, <laughs> I, I got it. I rolled, I rolled a zero sided die. First of all, it was a D zero zero. I rolled a double <laughs> zero sided die. Chris breathed into his open palm and rolled it on his desk. <laughs> all right. So they're all just you know searching around, seeing more or less nothing. So Thorn, kind of just. He, you know, he's looking at stuff, nodding and jotting things down, and suddenly his head just kind of, like, jerks up, and he scurries over to a corner of the room, picks up a piece of uh, fairly thick paper, and just starts pointing at it, and going, I found it! I found it! This is what we're looking for! 
Well, what is this? And he walks, he speed walks back over to the other two and just like, like a proud child presenting something to his friends, shoves it in their faces and goes, look. It's, that's too close to my face. You got to pull that back a little. <laughs> it's, it's a map. I mean, the markings, they don't really make any sense, but it's a map to something. Every map leads to treasure. Trig is about to... He's turning to go exit the room and see what Thorn is hooting and hollering about. But as he's turning, he sort of sees like a a thing he didn't notice right away in the closet. So he goes and he grabs it. And he flips through real quick. And then he remembers, oh, shoot. I was going to hear what Thorn was raving about. So he goes in and he catches the end of what Thorn is saying. Every map leads to treasure. And I take it Thorn notices him coming in, holding this. It looks sort of like Thorn a absolutely does not notice. All right, um, does Truth notice? What? So okay, Truth doesn't notice. No, I have a big piece of paper <laughs> in my face. Thorn is being very intrusive. Uh, so Trig comes in, <laughs> just like raving, like, "Look, it all make uh, you can." Door on 712, Roses and Butter. Have you ever heard of Roses and Butter before? Of course not, but if you really connect it with everything else... And he's, he, he stops talking and nods and starts to jot, jot stuff down. So Trig uh, enters the room sort of in a, at a brisk pace. And he says, Alright, yes, you found a map, but I think you might want to take a look at this. And he shows it to Thorn and Truth. And it's a play, basically, written, except all the characters are people who live in this apartment complex. And, uh... Well, do we know that? How would we know that? You know, you have names of the tenants. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, the pages... Is one, is one, of, them, is one of them Mr. Castain? Yes. Okay, who is he in the play? I do not know. Uh, you'd have to ask Matt about that, but uh, the pages aren't numbered. And it has the encyclopedia salesman, uh, Mr. Castain, the superintendent, Mark Rourke, and also the dog. And um, the pages are all triple-spaced and often quite sparse. And uh, it's hard to tell whether the stories are true or not. But it's written like a play about the people who live here. Um, is there like a cast of, like a cast sort of thing? Like, can I discern who Mr. Castain is? Um, is he a real, is he a real tenant? Well, give me a moment. The, um, just, just, truth, just so you know. Truth pushes the, um, that piece of paper out of his face for a second and reaches down to his briefcase and pulls up the tenant list. Um, so I can give you all the tenants if you want. Um, Mr. Castain is not a tenant. So is there, like, a cast list? Like... No. Okay. So it's not, like, Albert Reinford As, dash Mr. Castain. Right. It's not a play bill. It's, like, a script is what you're saying. Yeah. And it's only one one page of a script. Oh, okay. Is, is there any reference to the parlor? No. Roses and butter. No. Are there... How many floors is this building? Three. It's October. It's August. It's August. I thought it was October. It's August. 
August is the eighth month, and Correct. this is this has been going on for three months. Abigail was reported missing in July. Okay, 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 okay. Where did I get three months? I said that the amount of deaths would have been consistent with three months of inactivity. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, let me do this in character. Okay, okay, okay. There's no counter. There's no counter. What? <laughs> um. Thorn slams the map on the fridge or the oven, and and points at a note on it that says "door on seven slash twelve. Is that an apartment? The dust. No, no, no. Listen. The girl was reported missing in July. What month is July? The seventh month. Seventh, yes. No? Wait. Yep. Wait. Yes. She's actually reported missing June 4th. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I thought. Oh. All right, yes. July is the seventh. <laughs> what does July have to do with this case? I thought he said July. Who? Who did? I thought you... I'm sure. I'm sorry. I spilled coffee on my report. I thought she was missing in July. Do you need another copy of the report? I need another coffee? Yeah, I need another no coffee. No copy of the report. I could go for Nah. I don't need a copy of the report. Right. I just... Uh, he just shakes his head and jots something down. Wait, what is it? A 7 and an 11? 12. 7 and 12. Is that a time? It looks more like a date. A date. Which is All why right. I thought I was on to something. So, um... If you guys would like to return to cataloging, you're certainly welcome to. Is this like making an idea roll? Is that what you're doing to us? No, you're going to return to cataloging. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe we're supposed to figure something out from that, and we're bad at games. No, you're doing fine. Okay, I thought you might have been handicapping us. Sure. I will catalog some more. Is this more ideas, you mean? More things we find? Yeah, you should give me a thing, well, and then we'll do the thing well, one more time. Well, give me a second. I have to check my... See if I can do this, because... It... I need to I need to cross reference seven twelve. Okay. Okay. So, um, Thorn goes back to investigating the forgotten historical figures. Yep. And like lifting each of the pictures with his pencil, and yep. behind the, and on the back of each one is a doodle of a different animal. Just random kinds of animals: squirrels, hammerhead sharks, mm-hmm. ostriches, whatever. Just doodles on the back of each picture. Yeah, some kitty cats. A kitty cat. No duplicates. There are no duplicate animals. So, uh, th- Truth is going to cross-reference 712 using the Bible. You see if there's any... Yeah. To see if you can gleam any important passages. Yeah. And what does Truth find? A number of passages, but I guess... I suppose... <laughs> nothing of real import. There's a lot of 712s, turns out. Yeah, the Bible would be a ton, right? Yeah. With without a, without like a book name without a book to go along with, we'll check out the book of roses and butter. Okay, he flips through. He actually there is no book of roses and butter in the Bible. <laughs> strange, that is really strange. Um, I, I guess I should actually ask this question: the notes that are on the map, do they seem to reference any specific points, or are they just like randomly scrawled on it? So, uh, doors have been drawn on the edges of the map in pen, and they're marked with strange marks. 
like Mr. Castain in the parlor. So Mr. But and the so closets like, are marked up with the X's and with scrawled out such as door on seven twelve roses and butter man with briefcase and white shoes. But everything is specifically referencing a door certain or a apartment or a closet or whatever. Um, the if you look at the description, three of the things reference closet, and doors have been drawn in on the edges of the map and penned, which do not do not appear in the actual building. Oh, is the okay. implication there? And those are marked with uh, those are the okay. last two that are Mister Castain of the parlor. I probably should have read this more closely. Is our closet referenced? There's an X over it, but there's no. It's not marked with something. So there's either X's or it's marked with something. X. It's it's and it's X's and. Okay. So, but it's irrelevant, really. But yeah. Okay. No, I, I was just thinking I maybe missed something. All right, never mind. Wait. So, what does this map look like? I've given you. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> you kind of yelled stuff at me. I didn't actually get a good look at it. Yeah, yeah, I did kind of yell stuff at you, and I shoved it in your face. Can I borrow the map to get a good look at it? Sure. Uh, Thorn hands it to Truth. Right, so I'm looking. And I will. I'm gonna paste it to him. Okay. Wait, basically, exactly what you sent me. Uh, while they're doing that, Trig, he's uh sort of pacing around the apartment, <coughs> looking at his little notebook, and then uh, as he's looking down, he goes to put his notebook back in his pocket. And he sees this sort of uh, a line in a square shape on the floor of the apartment. So he goes over to it and he notices a trap door of sorts. So he goes to open it up and look under it. And it's just more wood. Like it doesn't go anywhere. It's just an open and shut door that goes to nothing. So he closes it and he pulls right back out his notebook and jots that down. What's the date today? Today is the... I want to say it's the 9th, but let me confirm. Okay. Of what month? June. It's the 10th of August. Oh, the 10th, 10th of August. August. Okay. I think we need more to make sense out of anything we have. So yeah, if you you're just, not... If you just want to do your uh, whatever truth finds thing. But if you, if you don't, we can just jump right to the sanity checks. That's fine. Well, if you want to spend the five hours researching the Bible or whatever you did. <laughs> That's Truth fine. reads the whole Bible. Every single instance of 712. So we, uh, oh, just hit control F. It's a lot harder, so he just has to use his eyes. Control F with his eyes. So are we rolling for uh, sanity again, or? Unless Andrew, has a, unless Andrew has a thing he wants to find. No, that's what I spent the time doing. Okay. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> trick, high <laughs> five. <laughs> I so you guys all passed, huh? I didn't. Oh. Lose a sanity. Lose two sanity this time. Oh. Yikes, your sanity sucks, dude. Get more sane. Nice. Sucks worse now, dude, because you lost fucking two more points, bro. That's, dude, that is the not nicest thing possible. Andrew, you get to make a, for the first search roll. This time you get a plus ten bonus. Andrew, make a search roll. I fail at it. <laughs> almost as hard as I can. <laughs> Alright, but now make a search yeah, roll. Yeah, add ten. <laughs> I mean, you searched real bad, but try searching. No, I, then I, I searched a little better, but it didn't work. <laughs> he fails both. What an idiot! <laughs> right, you two, you two can roll now. Uh, did, oh, we—that was our sanity roll, not our search one. Yeah, correct. I passed. I passed better. <laughs> All right, so, um, congratulations, Gino. Thank you. you. Find the last clue in this area. 
Uh, Trig walks backwards over to Thorn, and then when he gets, like, close enough, like a couple inches away, he crouches down on the ground and holds this a yellow receipt slightly upwards near his shoulder. You don't have to crouch. I'm a big dude. Well, too bad. I already crouched. <laughs> okay, well, I bend down so I can see it. <laughs> and it's, um... A yellow receipt oh, made out to Abigail Laura Wright, but the signature of the person who filled it out cannot be read. It's a little more than a scrawl. Like if Chris wrote it. It's Great. a receipt for one month's rent, $850, in July for the occupation of apartment negative 10. In the layout of the building, this would imply an apartment in the basement, but there are only four rooms in the basement, and they are used for storage. Although the handwriting is recent, the receipt is obviously quite old. Research into the brand name printed onto the sheet indicates that this is the type of receipt that has not been printed in 15 years. Is that in your own words, Trig? <laughs> no, those are in Matt's words. <laughs> okay. Look, guys, I mean, I I'm going to be honest. If Chris is just going to be reading it over my shoulder, why the hell not? I have no idea what's going on here. But it's fantastic. I think it'd be in our best interest to head down to the basement. Sure. Let's let's talk to the landlord. The landlords usually have offices. Well, first I want so I want to check in on the a building. Room. I want to check on a room first. By all means, uh, I want to check on the rooms with the marked closets. That's a good idea. You think every, they'll let us every, in? Every apartment has a marked closet. Yeah, but some are marked distinctly. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's right. Yep. Yes. So we go to those. What was the girl's uh, name? Abigail. Abigail Wright. Abigail Wright. So we go to, let's just start at the top and say we go to the one marked door 712 first. Yeah. Okay. Um, knock, knock, knock. Hello. How are you? Oh, hello. I am. I put my badge in his face. So you all know. Hold on. Yeah. You all know. <laughs> okay, my badge is definitely in his face. Great. So you all know from the uh, uh, folder that, um, first of all, there's no landlord in the building. There is an office that runs it uh, near um, a different building. The apartment building is filled up by artists and writers who qualify to live in the building through special application. And you notice, you know also the names of the tenants in their apartments. And you notice this is Thomas Manuel. Yeah, I have all that information on my file like on hand. Guys, I just had a really sad epiphany that my character should have been Columbo. Is that a sad epiphany? Yeah, because I wish I was Columbo. Okay. So, hello? I I shoved my badge in his face. Truth reaches over and pushes the badge down. FBI, we're coming in. Can we... Well, well, do I have a warrant or... Well, of course, you can come in. We're just... We're, just come in. we're coming to investigate the disappearance Welcome of... Welcome to Ab- my home. ...of Abigail Wright. Uh, Laura, yes. What? Excuse me? Laura. It is, uh... It is her middle name. Oh, yeah. And I assume she went by her middle name around here? I want well, to assess honesty. What would that be? Psychotherapy? Um, sure. Hold on, there must be a better stat. Human? Yeah, you're not You're not really giving him therapy, so I don't really see how that's appropriate. Human? Human? Sure. Alright, they're both the same, so I guess it doesn't matter. I'm gonna fail this. It's, I mean, it seems appropriate. She's been wild, um... Yo, I passed! Uh, he's being honest. Alright, so... 
Thorn, he puts his glasses as far down on his nose as they can go, and they're already pretty far down. And he gets, like, right up in it and just eyeballs him super hard. Mm-hmm. Right in the eyeballs. <laughs> what, what, is you, what are you doing? He, he, puts his, he puts his glasses back up. Never mind him. And walks away to investigate the apartment. We're just doing we're just doing a quick search of the local areas. Just also as he's walking away, he's nodding and jotting something down. Of her nearby tenants, just to look for anything that the NYPD might. Has, did the NYPD visit you? Of course, yes. I told them that what I think happened to Laura is that she that she just left New York. I, I think that she was tired of being here. I, I think the city was stifling her. She's a free spirit, Abigail, Laura. She she, did you, she could not be contained by this place. Did you know her long? Yes, well, she lived here for several months, and I, I was um, her neighbor right across the hall for most of that time, and we um, we often spoke, and I visited her in her apartment. She visited me in mine. We were, we were friends. How old is she? Abigail is not very old. She is... I don't know, 24, 25? Okay. I thought she was like 14 for some reason. No, no. She lived in her own apartment. Okay. For a while. So I don't know, he's like, I want to make my way discreetly around the room just to like checking things as I'm making my way towards the bedroom. I'm basically, I'm going to the closet, but I'm not, be, I'm not like shooting straight there. I'm taking sort of a roundabout way. Thorn is not discreet at all. He eyeballed that dude and he bolted to the closet to the closet okay how's trig doing trig's doing good he's just sort of watching this whole scenario unfold would he maybe like to join the scenario <laughs> i mean <laughs> nah <laughs> so um what's thomas it? manuel is a painter his apartment is very austere there's no art of any kind in it or books on art or art materials um if you manage to make a spot hidden roll, I'll give you one other piece of information. Search. Yep, search. Nope, apparently not. I will neglect to make the search because I am focused. Uh, okay. Well, while he's focused, Trig is sort of keeping a keen eye out. He adjusts his spectacles real quick, and he's like, hmm. And he actually does find something. And uh, he um, says, excuse me, and he pushes past the gentleman. So you notice that he has very expensive stereo equipment of very high quality. Um, and that he does not have any books, magazines, cassettes, or CDs. And it's strange that an artist would have no art materials but very high quality stereo equipment. Hmm. Excuse me, sir. Uh, what was the name again? Thomas Manuel. All right, Mr. Manuel. Uh, what sort of things do you listen to on this high-quality system? Oh, well, the nothing. The, the things distract me from my work. The equipment was a gift from my parents. And I'm going to not give him a look so as not to let him in on the fact that I do not believe him at all. But what is the assess honesty again? 
Mm, what did you roll, Chris? Humid, right? Humid? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to be so bad at that. I have a 10% in it. But hey, here goes nothing. Ah, not even close. Uh, he just sort of you failed nods. And I guess he just accepts that it's a gift from his parents. Alright. Uh, but still he's gonna look around it and sort of is does it take like batteries or something? Is there a compartment he can open on it? On the stereo? Yeah. No, it's it's plugged into the wall. There's like a a compartment for cassettes and CDs and stuff like that. Is there anything in it? Like, no. All right. And um, actually, he's gonna, uh, Mister Manuel. Do you mind if I take a look at this? What are you taking a look at? Your stereo. My stereo. Yes. I suppose. Go ahead. So, is I'm imagining it set up in like three parts: two large speakers, then like a middle part. Or is that not it? Two large, yes, two large speakers in a middle part. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of stereo. Yep. All right. So um, he's gonna like turn the speaker parts around and see if they have any signs of like being opened or shut, or like take a like look at the back of it, see if there's any like. It's been frequently opened and closed, like unscrewed, stuff like that. Like, if it's not all the way together. Like, it's been tampered with frequently. Um, no, I would say you. it's not been taken apart. Um, but it does... The impression that you get is that um, either he's very fastidious or it has he's, he's lying or something because it does, like... It's not covered in dust at all. There's no dust on it at all. It looks like it's been used. There's fingerprints, you know... Although it's very clean, it does it does bear signs of, of being used frequently and recently. Hmm. Interesting. What have you got here, Trig? So, um... May I help you, fellows? Trig? Uh, excuse me for a moment, sir. He takes out his little notebook and he jots down what he's discovered about it, and then he leans into truth, and he just sort of whispers real quick like so Manuel can't hear what he's discovered about it so you say you got this as a gift do your parents visit often uh, they have not visited in some time I mean you know how it is as you get older you see your parents less and less yes then it seems odd that you would keep this out as a de- decoration if your parents wouldn't be visiting well, this, I don't have. I have, I have not had a chance to get rid of it. And what am I supposed to do? I don't have the size of apartment where I can be dragging it in and out as as necessary to appease my parents. I just leave it out because <laughs> it's not like it takes up space that I would use for something else. Do you have, I believe in the minimalist of apartment to keep my to keep my work flowing freely. Do you have many parties here? I do not. Hmm. I'm gonna roll a human on him. I don't trust him. Okay, what are, you, what are you rolling to find out? I, that he's, he's lying about something, really. But either he has nobody over or he doesn't use it. I'm sensing a general wave of dishonesty surrounding this. Okay, well, I mean, you're not, you're not, gonna, you're not a psychic, so... Yeah, all right. You can keep your, your sense of dishonesty and just not roll. You know what I mean? 
Because you, all you're going to do is conf- Give me a moment. Uh, he reaches into his briefcase and pulls out. I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to wipe this down for fingerprints. Of course, do what you must. Oh, by the way, Mr. Manuel, we're looking into some something we've heard, and we're very curious about the date of July 12th. Do you remember? July 12th? That date ring of anything of note to you? Uh, it does not, no. Where were you on that day? I do not know. More probably here, working, I would imagine. And do you have anyone to corroborate that? Don't remember. It was a month ago. I do not remember. It's important to know these things. I would have to research. I, I do not know. Well, he, he flips my card, or like flips one up and hands it to him. If you remember mm-hmm. anything, it would be very important to know. Now, I have to do one more quick search. I have to find my companion. Of course. And he heads over into the bedroom, to the closet. Ah, just one more thing, ma'am. Are we switching now? He says that... He said... He says that into the... That... He says that... You didn't have time to throw away the stereo system. He says that... But, ah, I couldn't help but notice that right outside your door is... A lot... The dumpster. It's right around the corner. Just on your way to work, you could throw it in there. I don't see how you couldn't possibly have the time. Maybe you just wake up late. You take your showers at night, you're one of those people. I understand. Um, it's, just, it's just odd to me is all. Excuse me, but... Are you doing a Columbo impression? Why are you practicing your... I am doing a... Co- <laughs> why are you practicing... You decided way too late in the game to be Columbo, but still, it's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm rolling with it. What is, why no, so, so don't, hold on, everything that's happening out there, I'm, I'm investigating the closet. Um, there's a plastic plate in there. It's in close. That's it? Yep. I, uh, so... <laughs> so, like... While this scene with that those two is happening, uh, I go back immediately. About five seconds into that scene, Thorn walks back out and goes, "Who's got a pen? Anybody got a pen?" Guy got a pen. What right? color? Do you he have? holds out his hand. He what hands out a pen. He's like, "I feel like I gave you a pen earlier today." <laughs> he grabs it and walks back and walks back to the closet and throws the pen into the closet. No, oh, I'm suddenly remembering what happened with my older pen. The pen um, does exactly what you would expect a pen to do when thrown into a closet. It disappears at a magical burst? Uh, no. Like, what a sane person would expect a pen to do if you threw it into a closet. So, um, at this point... Okay, so I'd like to investigate the plate. Oh, The plant? <laughs> the plate. What's a plate? Oh, I thought you said a plastic plate. Plastic plant. Okay, I will investigate the plastic plant. That makes a lot more sense. Make a search roll. But bam I pass. Wow, it's earth. Nice. <laughs> that was good words. Good words. So in the base of the plant, you have you find a few things. You find some audio cassettes, um, an incomplete copy of a play, which appears to match the play that um Trigg found. And a medallion in the base of the plant. There is um portions of the play have been underlined. Um, the medallion is an exceptionally made uh, filigree locket. What's the design? Um, swirls and rosettes. Okay. What sections of the play are underlined? Anything important? No, does it not specific? Nothing specific. Okay. Um, what about the cassette tapes? What are they, are they labeled? No. Okay. So that whole scene plays out with them oh, out there. And I should the- mention 
the medallion is a locket, I think I said. So yep. if you open it. Mm, uh, okay, I guess I open it. Okay. It just once held two pictures, but is now gone. And what's left is a bit of paper and glue. Anything on them? Just paper and glue? Yep, just paper and glue. By feeling them, can I tell if there's something under them? The They're empty spots. The pictures are gone. Okay. So you open up w- the locket. You know, you open up the locket and it's got the two spots for each one inside of each for a picture. Yeah, no, no, no I understand. I yeah. just thought he might have, like, taped paper or glued paper over the pictures or something. No, there's just, like, some remnants of paper and glue, I should say. Oh. Where okay. they were peeled off. Sure. Okay. So that whole scene out there happens. And Thorn comes back out. He does not bring the pen. He leaves it in the closet. Do you have Fish. my pen? <laughs> what? It's my, my pen. My, my, my Look, I don't have time for pens. He holds up the cassette tape. Oh, do you mind if you ever listen, Manuel? What? Doesn't sound like he minds. That's, I pop what? it. What? It sounds like agreement to me. I pop it in and I hit play. The cassettes are ambient, like noise of the apartment. How long do you? He's he starts to get he starts to protest. Well, was, so was, it, it it happens for, let's say like ten fifteen seconds. Yeah, and then Thorn. He nods and jots something down, and then he looks at, uh, is it Manuel or Emmanuel? Thomas Manuel. Manuel. Okay, Manuel. Manuel. So he looks at Sorry. he looks at Tom. He gets up real close again and goes, "You care to explain?" What that I have some tapes of nothing in my closet? No. Not yes. Really. I don't. Think you don't necessary. care to explain? That means Perhaps there's I something to explain. Perhaps you should away. explain. Perhaps I just haven't gotten to throwing them away again. Yet. Oh, yeah, you know, what I do with all the things that I don't get to throw away yet, I put them in the bottom of my plants. Well, I'm going to throw the plant away as well. Do you s- That's not a good excuse. Do you use plants as trash it's bags? Not, a- I don't, it's plastic. I don't, it's going to trash. And you just put plants that you're going to throw away in your closet with all your clothes. <sighs> I do not know what I do, what I do, what I do. What do you mean you don't know what you do? Of course you know what you do. Everyone knows what they do. Well, well, we'll be glad to dispose of this. I'm for going you. to. Why don't you people come back with a warrant? I'm quite. Um, why don't close. you come back with the warrant? Where are the FBI? He walks over. He starts walking over to the cassette player and to eject the tape. Now we'll take. He the... looks at the. He he looks at the, or Thorn looks frantically at the other two, hoping someone's got to stop him. Don't worry, Mister Manuel. We will dispose of this all for you. No, I don't think that will be necessary. Do not take my property. If you do, I will register a formal complaint with your office. Put him on the stack, buddy. Uh, he reaches into the cassette thing and ejects it and pockets the tape. I'll take that complaint gladly. I imagine Thorne is a man who has formal complaints against him. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, it was. He seems like that Disney character that knows what he wants and what he's doing, and he's determined to get it. But, like... My, the people want, my charisma is eight. But, like, the system wants to shut him down. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, the system is kind of a creep. He's harassing. Yeah. Give me Thorne's my tapes. Kind of a, Give Thorne's me my kind tapes. of a creepo. These tapes you described as trash a moment Give ago. Give me my tapes. We'll be going now. What? You described them as trash just a moment ago. We'll dispose of them for you. I, I insist you leave me my property. I insist. You can insist all you would like. You will get this tape back in tomorrow. Today, if you'd like it rushed, I can have it to you in probably a mere few hours, if, if you don't mind. It just needs to be barred for a moment. I, I do not approve of this. I, I, do not, I insist you And I don't tapes. approve of kidnappings, but that's just life. 
What are you saying? I don't even understand what you are saying. I'm saying is every... You will leave... Yes, I will. Like he, he as he says, you will leave, he just walks out the door. Thorn also walks out. Trig leaves with the other two. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be staying for this. Okay, you guys leave. Either you got, like... Manuel falls out of the hallway and he goes, I'm calling your office now. And then he goes back into his apartment. <laughs> Do you need their number? Like he knows the number to... It's not public. Like he knows the number to our office. I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> I will go on the America Online. I will show you. Keyword, keyword FBI. Do either of you have a portable cassette player? Because uh, I feel like we could, should listen to more of I this. I have one in my car along with a lot of recording equipment. Yeah. You know... <laughs> Let's cut down to his van. We'll make a recording of it, too. We'll make a duplicate of it. Well, we got more apartments to explore, as far as I'm concerned. That was one, and it, I'm going to guess, is fruitful. Yes. I'm right. real curious about this roses and butter. It's now nighttime. It's sort of sun is set while you guys were in that apartment. Yeah. Just to let you know. And also, I want you also to make another sanity check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sane. I'm sane. I'm sane still. Where are you guys going now? We're going to listen to... We're going to get a portable tape player to listen to the tape while we investigate further. Uh, we're, uh, were we not going to... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have some shit in my uh, van. Okay. So there's the tapes. You're going to listen to them? Yeah. Well, we're... we're I think what, what I want to do is I want to get a portable tape player and one of us just listens to it with, like, one ear or whatever while we okay. continue Who's to investigate. Who's going to listen to it with one ear? Trig. I will listen oh, to you it. Will? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you, who's listening to it? Who? Which one? We're not, just doing, we're not doing this boombox style. If Trig's not that set on it, then uh, Thorn will definitely listen to it. Uh, Trig's gonna pop it in and then pop his headphones on. Okay, so Trig's listening to it. Uh, Thorn makes ex- aggravated hand gestures at him. Would you? Would you like to listen? Yeah, I want to listen. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> All right, so. Uh... Alright, just put these on and let me know when you're good to go. Alright, so you go to the next apartment? Yeah. You go to um, the Rosen Butter. Every once in a while, um, you'll start to hear, you'll hear like, uh, Manuel's voice on the recording just like talking to himself in the distance. Can I tell what he's saying? Not really. Um, okay. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more as we go. So the next apartment, you're going to Roses and Butter or you just going to the next apartment or what? Roses and Butter. I want to go to Roses and Butter. Yeah, we're, we're burning. Guys, we got to go to Roses and Butter. We're burning daylight. Those are two of my favorite things. I'm going to take the silence as agreement. We're going to Roses and Butter. Okay. Yeah, Truth knocks on the door. My hand is in my coat. So, um, you knock on the door of Roses and Butter? Yeah. Well, whose apartment okay. is this? This is Michelle Van Fitz. You have her written down as being a feminist author. Okay. So you knock on the door? Yeah. Hello. Hello, Ms. Van Fitz. How are you? My badge goes out. Hey, she puts this badge down. I'm going to... I don't... Do you have a, do you have a warrant? We're just here to talk. Well, let's talk in the hall. No, okay. Perhaps I should... All right, you two that. talk in the hall. Me and Trig here will check out the apartment. Good call. Good call. He walks in. <laughs> excuse, she's gonna, excuse me, madam. And she's going to try to slam the door in your face. She slams the door in your face. Is there a check I can make for that? Yeah, go ahead. Lexi, she should roll strength versus you. Also, I want it to be Yikes. known that the entire time, like, Trig does have a hidden gun on his person at all times. Did I yeah. win? 
Chris wins. Yep. Okay, so I put my foot right in that door. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, you caught the, the trig. Definitely has a gun on him, hidden at all times. I mean, we. What? I feel like I know. I feel like I know that about you. Yeah, I feel like we all have guns, though. We are probably. The I don't have a gun. I do. I mean, we're probably the FBI. I don't have a gun. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't have a gun. Okay. So while they're barging in, Truth is gonna step aside. For- well, not barging in. I mean, I put my foot in the Truth door. Truth is gonna step aside for a moment and dial Marcus, Agent Marcus. Make a luck roll, uh, Andrew. Okay, Marcus answers the phone. Hello. Hello, Marcus. This is Truth. What are you doing calling me? I was wondering if you could swing us a favor. And- they can trace this call, you know. This is an untraceable line. I don't believe this it. I don't a- think there's such a thing. Have you seen what we're up against? This- I've got a burner. Trust me. I'm throwing. The- I'm breaking this phone <laughs> in the moment I call- finish calling there's you. There's no such I- thing as a burner in this world. Uh, what's this woman's name? It's the closest Sorry. we got. Um, I believe it was Michelle Van Fitz. Okay, I just would like to point out that during this call he can hear... Michelle and Thorne yelling in the background. Yeah, okay. Listen, I need you to give us... I need. We need to just warrant for this whole building. We're running into a lot of trouble with the tenants. I don't know if I can do that. You know you need a judge for a warrant, right? We have judges, don't we? No. I can work on it, but I, this might be a little while. All right, well, we'll see what we can do, but we're going to really need some warrants to find this girl. It's... I didn't ask you to find the girl. I asked you to see what was in the apartment. Right, and what's in the apartment is within this whole complex. This whole complex is linked. This goes deeper than I'll one. See what I can do. It goes deeper hey, than up. one apartment. Hey, hang up. Um, <laughs> truth. I love it. Truth cracks the phone over his knee. <laughs> what? And just like takes all the pieces, mechanically starts dismantling it and snapping all the little pieces. And wow, that's a way over the top reaction. And puts it into a bag. Truth's a real fucking psycho. And seals it off. Untraceable. So <laughs> he pulls out another. He's just got like a matrix coat full of burners. He throws, I thought it would be like a bandolier. Like. He throws. He throws it in his Faraday bag. So who you two push into her apartment? Yeah. So no. So so while that phone call was going on and they were arguing the whole time, uh, Thorn was jotting, and he yeah. goes, "All right, fine. You want a warrant? Here's a warrant." And he shoves a paper in her face and pushes the door open and walks past. Excuse me, this is my apartment. You can't just come into it like this. Excuse me, miss. Read the warrant! And Trig goes by her behind Thorn. Um, <laughs> Thorn pushes her. You two immediately make a sanity check. I minus, minus 10. Sanity check. Oh, so you rolled minus that. I pass! Alright, I fail. You know what I mean? I, plus. Like, hang plus on, that. if you get yeah. equal to, that's fine, right? Alright, I failed. Lose five sanity. You're gonna love this, Chris. <laughs> I love it already. Basically, you walk into what looks like a 1890s-era mansion. Like, a huge, airy, mahogany-lined room full of empty crystal tumblers, cigars. Like, like a party has just ended in here. Like, there's um, a huge hall that can't possibly fit inside this building, this apartment, which you know is tiny. The hall goes back, and the mansion goes back as far as you can see. And it's lined with books and... and um, the sound of merrymaking and actually you can still hear in the distance there might be a party going on i do like this um so thorn turns on a dime and can i still see michelle yeah she's in the apartment with you she's actually closing so, the door behind you too so he turns as sharp as he possibly can and just goes what the jiminy crickets is going on here <laughs> what do you mean this is my apartment 
We just had a little get-together. This is not your apartment. A little get-together? This looks like a big get-together. Why are you yelling at me? I I really must... I don't have a lot of control over the volume of my voice. I'm sensitive about it. I asked the question first. And Trig is uh, taking down notes during this whole exchange. Look, I don't know what you're doing here, but I really think you must be going. Don't make me call the police. Call the police! We are the police! Sort of. (laughs) We're higher than the police. Like, if there was the police, there'd be us on top of them. Interesting. Interesting choice of words. Are you familiar with roses and butter? I am not. What are you talking about? So during- I'm just gonna have a look around. He starts to look around. Starting to the shouting, Truth has made his way over to the room. You enter the room? Yeah. Make a sanity check. Ten, diffi- ten plus difficulty. I fail. You lose five sanity points. Okay. So you're gonna walk around and look around, uh, Thorn? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm first going to, like, just stand within the precipice and fling the door open as wide as I can. He yep. said Thorn. I know. I did say Thorn. I know. I was saying first. And see yep. if it was clearly, like, as I go back and forth between the precipice, if, like, there is still that clear visual disconnect. Um, the door of the apartment leads to this mansion. Okay. Even from the hallway, that's clear. Yes, even from the hallway, yep. So yeah, Thorn is just kind of walking around and looking at stuff, mm-hmm. basically whatever he can, but he everything he touches, he does in that, like, first of all, he definitely strapped on some gloves, and he everything he touches, he does it with that, like, uh, thumb and index finger sort of pinch with the other three fingers sticking way out, and he's just looking around the apartment like that. So basically, other than the stuff, the only other interesting thing is the books, and, um... There's mostly very old books, like two or three hundred year old books about history, uh, zoology, science, that kind of thing. Um, one book of note is that you see a copy of the play *The King in Yellow*. Why is that of note? Well, first of all, it's um, not a not a fiction book, and uh, secondly, the color is um, distinct in that it's bright yellow, whereas the other books are all more traditional, like dark leather colors. This might be the worst mistake I have ever made in a role playing game. Besides shooting that mouth lady in the face. So, Thorn picks up the book. And yep. you know that thing where you, like, thumb through a book, but you don't actually stop or look at any pages? So you're not reading it, you're just opening it up and flumming through it. He basically grabs it and takes it, runs his thumb down it to flip it. Yeah. If that makes sense, it's a hard action to describe. Make a pow check. I pass. That's a 30, my power times 5 is a 70. Okay, yeah, you pass. Alright, yeah, so you don't, there's no pictures. Um, what else are you looking to find, exactly? What else are you looking for? Cause he's uh, he, I wasn't looking for anything um, specifically, but, I mean, you brought it as a thing that stood out. Yep. So we just kind of took it and flipped through it in that manner to see if, like, anything fell out. Or anything jumped out immediately, or there was any reason that it specifically stood out. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing about it stands out in particular, other than than the actual existence of it there. And nothing falls out, there's no dog ears, nothing like that? Nope. Oh, do you like that play? Haven't read it yet, may I borrow this? Yeah, please. Would you like to read some passages now with me? I think I'll read it on my own time. I like a nice, quiet space by myself. You know, it's actually one of the To kind of wind down before I go to bed. 
It's actually one of the first feminist plays. Are you, did you know that? I didn't. It actually it portrays the shift from a patriarchal society to a matriarchal society. The pallid mask is is a symbol for. for hey, hey! Don't spoil it for me. No, no, it's it's. I'm all, gonna read it's it. It's all academic. There's nothing to worry about. Well, oh, academic. That that's the. <laughs> People worry about spoiling fiction. You spoil nonfiction. That's the worst kind of spoiler. I don't even know if that's possibly a thing you can do. <laughs> but if I don't know what happens, isn't that, just, I don't... Isn't that literally just teaching? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe how this Hamilton story ended up. The fella died. But the point is, it's well, how it happens. Um, what? It's the Good. journey, Ooh. not the destination. I'm so confused. Is that an argument for spoilers? I'll read it later, alright? I'll read it later. Don't tell me what happens. I want to know. Well, the feminist uh, movement is new in the year 2000. It's not at all, no. And would you please... But it hasn't it? made a lot of headway yet. I give it another can 40 to 50 here, years. Can I, can you I, said I could borrow it. You just I not, said I could borrow it. I never said you could did borrow it. Did she just say I could borrow it? He looks at the other two. I mean, she may have. There was a lot of shouting. I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like I do remember you mentioning that. No, I, I didn't say that he could borrow it. I said that we could read some right now if you'd like. But if otherwise, if... If you don't want to read it right now, I really would rather you leave it here. Thank you. What if I just take pictures of every single page? All right. <laughs> okay, great. That's not the answer I was expecting. Oh, look, I'm going to borrow it, all right? No, it's evidence. Just, just, just leave it here. He puts it in a baggie. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, Truth is sort of like checking out the floor layout to see if the dimensions are matching. Of what? Of the floor compared to the map we have. No, it doesn't match at all. This is a huge... Um, Mansion that doesn't make any sense. He's still doing it though. Okay. Make a sanity check. <laughs> I just imagine him doing it with one room and being like, that doesn't work. Nope, not at all. And he goes to the, he goes to the next room and goes, Closer but not quite. Lose another sanity stop. point. While he's doing that, just Trig is in his little notebook and he's doodling his own little Garfield comic. Yeah. I'd like to make a, uh, a history check to see if I know anything about the King in Yellow. Sure, good. I actually do know a lot about it. So, I don't know if you know a lot about it. You know that it's a book that was written in the um, 1890s in France and um, reputed to have different people insane who read it. And it was banned and burned and has been a largely a collector's item ever since and retains that reputation of being a book that drives someone insane. Can... I occult it? Will um, that do anything? That won't do anything else. That, you get the same information, really. Yeah. I'm just going to do an Arcana check on it. No. Yes. Do you want to relay that information, or are you going to yeah, keep no, that Yeah, no, I'm going to relay that information to you. I'm gonna, as I'm writing it down in my notebook, I'm going to say it out loud to you. As soon as you say that, so it's halfway into a baggie with my two-finger pinch, and Thorn just looks at you, and he slowly pulls the King in Yellow back out of the baggie, and he opens it to the first page. Okay. And he reads the first page. Oh, Thor, look Look to the, the actors list. The character list. Oh, is there one of those? Any good play, any good play should have one. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm... Gino, I feel like you should do that in character. How do you convey that this is a book that drives people insane while I'm currently confiscating it? Well, hang on there a minute, Thorne. Uh, that book is... And then Trig flips back several pages in his uh, little notebook um, and in the earlier bits of it he stops and he 
runs his finger over some of the words. Yeah, I've definitely read about this somewhere. It's, uh... Supposedly, this book has been known to drive people mad from reading it. And not just, like, a little out of sorts mad, but a full-blown asylum situation. I don't see how a book could do that. Doesn't make any sense. Um, how about I read it right now? I you start think it would be a safer bet to take it to the labs and have them check it over. Listen, la- what with a microscope so they read the words closer, they get more insane. Labs don't understand this sort of thing. Before you before you read it, and possibly go insane. Could you do me a favor and check the cast listing? Okay, is there a cast list? The cast, the cast, the King of Yellow has a has an established cast. It's like Casilda, the the um, Mr. Castane. No, anything that would be relevant to us. No, right now. Okay, yeah. See nothing. He shows them the cast list. Yeah. See, I was hoping. So this Ms. Uh, Look, what was her name? What is it? What was her name again? Uh, Michelle Van Fitz. Ms. Van Fitz, do you recognize this play? And he kind of produces the pages they got from the other apartments. I... I... don't know what that is. Assess honesty. You you seem to give pause there for a moment. I'm gonna roll a human. I fail miserably. Okay. Are you still reading The King in Yellow? Well, it depends on Andrew's humans. Well, you started reading the cast list anyway, right? Yeah. Okay, so make a pow check. That is a pass. And I passed my humans. Okay, so she's lying. Yeah, that's what I figured. Now, be honest with me. Where do you recognize this play from? This is very important. This is very important to the location of Abigail Wright. In the background, Trigg is looking over Abigail the bookshelf Wright. for yes. anything else. Abigail Wright ran off with that salesman, and now they live together on 6, and I think he's beating her. On 6? Do you mean 6th Street? The 6th floor. There's only... Th- the sixth floor of your room or the sixth floor of the apartment? The sixth floor of the apartment. This is a three-story building, man. We are in my apartment building. Your apartment building within the apartment building is what you're saying. There's... What are you talking about? There's one apartment building and we're in it. Yes, but there's three floors. How can an apartment building be inside of another apartment building? There's three floors to this apartment building. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not misremembering that, right? No, you're no, right. No, you're right. Just go to the sixth floor. You'll find Abigail and the salesman. Do me a favor. Can you lead us to the sixth floor? I can't. No. Why? Is it, why not? I don't like to leave my apartment when there's people in my apartment. No, we'll leave with you. No, no, no. My guests are still here. Can we meet your guests? Sure, they're down that way. Could you bring us to them? I'm not really in the mood to meet them right now. One moment. So he reaches back into his suitcase and takes out like a large spool of twine yep and goes to the goes to the door can you roll like a preparedness or something that you have twine i have so much stuff in this thing apparently i uh, no that's fine uh, that's fine it's uh, twine is very useful for making connections he's <laughs> he's got a connection board you know yeah he's got a connection board all right <laughs> and he's going to tie an end to the end to the outside of the door handle the outside door handle yep and hold the hold the other side. So just right down this way, right? Yes, head down there. You can you can hear the sounds, and it's true you can hear the sounds of uh, in the very far distance. You can hear like the sound of a party wind, winding down or something. Right. So he heads down towards the party. 
Okay. I'm spooling it. What about the other two? What do you guys do? Trig is still looking over the bookshelf in the background. Okay. So there's nothing really too interesting there. Um, I don't know if you heard them before, but they're all like science, like two or three hundred year old science or zoology or history books. The only interesting one was like the bright yellow copy of the play, The King in Yellow. He uh, walks past Thorn on his way behind Truth. And he says in passing, I think we should follow him. And then he just uh, carries on behind Truth. Like about mm, seven to ten paces behind him. Okay, sure. I guess I don't have another course of action. So as you're walking, everyone make a luck roll. 99. We got both so... ends of the spectrum. Chris. Yes. You're dead. I'm sorry. Thorn, you are dead. Truth. You're... Thorn's arms and legs fall off one by one. Truth, your twine is unbreakable. You see on the floor a solid gold um, goldfish. Is it? Is it like flopping? Is it chill? You examine the goldfish? Yeah. Uh, I definitely a, examine the goldfish. made of gold. It is, it's not a lot. It is a statue. Or a piece of art, rather. Okay. I guess I shrug and walk past it. Okay. So you walk a little further and you come to a large inviting area that resembles a turn of the century men's club. Uh, there's a re-velvet patterned wallpaper, overstuffed armchairs of burgundy leather. There's a roaring fire and a wet bar with uh, ice, liquor, uh, cigars, anything you could want. And there's wall-to-wall bookshelves covered, filled with books with the rolling step ladders and and we're all in there yeah and there's a man there's a portly man with a harbor wig sitting smoking a cigar in a chair wait what's there sounds like a whole crowd though you haven't got that far yet okay you still hear that in the distance i walk up to the man briskly hello how are you i'm sorry who are you oh me my name's rook what's your name how are you Detective Thorn, I'm fantastic. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm just, I'm sp- I've got a um, lengthy stay at the hotel. Uh, things have been a little, little, um, little dry in, in, in uh, work lately, so. So what um, was your full name? I mean, my name is Mark Rourke. He reaches, he says, thumbing through the tenement list as they continue talking. We definitely that's not a, know that's not that a No, we definitely know that name, though. Where's it from? It's from, it's from the play that uh, Gino found, right? Is it from the play or is it from the, um... Yeah, it's from the play. Yep. He's a character in the play. Is this an apartment building that allows pets? I don't think you know that. Why not? I feel like that's easy to figure out. Yeah, I just don't think it's in your files or anything. I make very thorough files. I imagine we googled the apartment you building the before file, we though. came to it, and it says I... no pets. No one, no one contacted the owners of the apartment building. No, okay, okay. No one, okay. no one looked that up or asked about it until now. Okay, so we're in his apartment or we're in the hallway. We're in the apartment. You're in the the smoking lounge. Um, and, this, and who is this again? This is Mark Rourke. Mark this is Mark Rourke. Rourke. So, Thorn looks at the other two real quick, and then starts walking around the apartment. And Not an apartment, stuff. But sure. Yes. Or whatever this place is, and start looking at stuff. Just looking at things and jotting things down. Okay, I kind of already told you it was in there, so. Yeah. Now, Mr. Yeah, Rourke. Look, look around for sure. Yes, what is it? Where's the. How are you? Where's the dog? The dog? I don't know. He's around somewhere. 
And who else is in the apartment right now? The house, if you will. The house? All the usual tenants. Who is that be? Um, I prefer names. For names? I prefer names rather than the usual Well, you people. know their names. You know, you know, um, you know Michelle, you know, um, Thomas. I'm sure you've met the salesman. And, uh, no, I have not met the salesman. Uh, Lewis Post. Now the salesman. Karun. Why is the salesman yes. not a, What is the salesman's name? Oh, I don't actually think I know his name. Where can I find him? Uh, usually on the sixth floor. Now, how would one get to the sixth floor from here? Uh, I would imagine you take the stairs, my friend. Now, this... Or perhaps the elevator, if you could find it. Now, let's say the stairs stopped at the third. I don't... We could say that, but then you wouldn't be able to get to the sixth could floor. Could you help me get to the sixth floor? I don't need to help you. Take the stairs. Do you not use stairs? No, I'm very new to this region. Okay. I come from the Midwest. Everything's very flat. Out. Tell you what, kid. Very flat. Why don't you go there. take a nap? Have a drink. Take a nap, and then we'll talk about stairs later. How about that? I'll be back with you. That's great. He he I, he heads down deeper into the room towards the the crowd. You see, Rock take a big sip of his drink and start to pour himself another one. Anyone else got anything? Or are you gonna follow uh, Thorn? I'm. I mean, truth. I'm following Thorn. Uh, truth. Actually, there's a lot uh, of books in tree. here. Right? Yep, a lot of books. What are you gonna say, uh, Thorn? Are you going to follow uh, Truth? Or are you going to do something else? I was going to see if I noticed anything particular about the bookshelves. Okay, go ahead. The books are um, turn-of-the-century folios and stuff like that. Hardcover books as well, and they're all different sizes. All right, and I'm going to make an archaeology check to see if this place is completely in the past. Like, if it seems out of time. And not like it was just decorated to look old. What I don't think you have a, there's like a skill that humans have that can tell if something's in time or not. Well, out of time, but like, how does it there look is, like it was decorated like yeah. this? <laughs> I don't think that's the one. Is it like it's? No, you don't. You don't need to roll. This is decorated accurately. Okay. Or does it? Does it look like just an imitation of old times, or if it's looks like I don't just know a how really you can old tell the building? Difference. I don't know how you can tell the difference. All right, that's fair. Or it's not. Or you could. It doesn't but, appear to be staged. Or you could, but that'd be like convincing. a lifelong skill set that you wouldn't have. This is a very convincing, very convincing version of 1890s um, decorated. Oh, uh, what is the date on the whatever he's? The glass. Is it wine or champagne? It's not dated. It's uh, a tumbler filled with clear liquor. But you said he drank it and poured another. Right. The tumbler. S- so what From is from a decanter, crystal decanter? Oh, okay. But if you want, I mean, the liquor is clearly old it's those the shelves and stuff they're all the little bit labels and stuff are turn of the century brands if that's what you're trying to establish yeah um i'm gonna go over to thorn when i'm gonna say to him now it doesn't seem entirely possible that this could be a factor here but it seems like everything here not only does it not fit physically into the space of an apartment but it seems older than it should be unless they're very avid collectors of antique everything i've got a strange vibe you, about um, this place make a sanity check then all right <laughs> uh fail you lose a sanity point just one just one all right so unless you have more matt no you gotta continue on okay so Trig says that to Thorn, and Thorn taps Trig on the forehead with his pencil, 
and says, I think you're right. And you know what? I think we get up to the sixth floor and I don't quite know where we are. And he taps your gun. My gun is in like my sock hidden under my pant leg. Your gun is not in your sock. Yes. He, well, well, wherever your gun is, he well, taps where do it. I, where would I pencil. keep it concealed, Matt? In your sock? Do you know? I'm just in a button-up right now. I mean, now if, with if it's a Derringer, then... Yeah, how yeah. big do you think guns are? But if it's a real gun, then it has to be not in your sock. I mean, I, think, I mean, you could have it strapped to your leg. I'm not packing a Magnum here. I think you need to like have like understand how big guns are. All right, like. Well, what if you try to what if you try to jump ten feet? Your gun's gonna fall to your pants. <laughs> None of no, you want to have a napkin it. over it. What <laughs> kind of what kind of gun do you have? I was thinking like a derringer, like a small gun. Oh yeah, that's, that's a, yeah. A derringer could be in your sock. Yes, if you have a one shot little gun, yes. Um. All right. So, regardless of what gun you have and where it is, I tap it and say the thing. All right. So, hang on. Let me re because we didn't go over what my character's wearing in this instance. I I'll just right, change just... it to make it more feasible. Um, <laughs> like a nice, not a suit jacket, but like a jacket with like the patches on the elbows and that whole thing. A blazer. Yeah, a blazer, and a button up, like white button up, a little bow tie. And there's a vest on under the blazer. Yeah. And a pair of um, a brown slacks. You look fucking hot, dude. Thank you. And uh, also some brown loafers to fit the outfit. No, just killed it. <laughs> Harsh my bone. <laughs> like, does, and what also... What color is your belt? Loafers. <laughs> on the inside of my uh, blazer, I guess I have a gun holstered on a best thing. What color is your belt? My belt is just a, a chocolate brown with a little copper buckle. So point is Thorn Argyle socks s- with a derringer <laughs> in them. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> okay. So Thorn, he says the thing. What? What's what did thing? he say? God, I don't even remember. It was like forty-five minutes like, ago. We talked about. A I things. think you're onto something. And then he tapped my. Oh, he taps he tapped the my gun. titty with his pen. <laughs> tip tip. Point is, throws his pen out. We're. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I really don't remember what I said. You said, "Got your gun Good. there." <laughs> Why are you all doing bad British accents? I was doing you. That's not what I'm doing. My name's Thorn, mate. I'm going to tap your titty. That sounds. Oi. But what's next? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have more clothes to describe? No, I, I did the whole. Oh, uh, my underpants are. Uh... We can't see them. Don't worry about it. I'm worried about it. What if my pants fall down later on? We'll figure that out when we get there. Roleplay as as the scenario requires. They're a deep blue, like but they're like boxer briefs that the kind you get from H and M. Won't believe it till I see it. And the rim on them is brown, but also they have white anchors on them. So I'm just gonna start describing all the shoes that I left in my house. So right. they're talking about things that aren't relevant. 
God, you left me off. You threw me off so hard. Hey, why? Because <laughs> I needed to describe my ensemble? He can't... He needs to have his outfit make sense for his guns because he, he's worried that he won't have a rational place to conceal his weapons if he doesn't describe his outfit properly. Also for the fan art. My gun is on my hip, lightly disguised by my coat jacket. So... <laughs> I'm just going to go with this part because I feel like I'm missing half of it, but Thorn says, we need to get to the sixth floor and taps your gun with this pencil. Mr. Thorn, are you implying we shoot our way to the sixth floor? <laughs> no, I'm implying that this idiot, and he points to the guy with his pencil, <laughs> doesn't want to bring us there. Maybe he'll be afraid of bullets. So you're suggesting I threaten him? Yes! He's not going to bring us there. I don't think we're going to get there on our own, but that's where we need to go. All right, if you think it's a good idea. I mean... (laughs) I wasn't trying to be that character this game, and I was doing a pretty good job. I mean, I'm vicariously being that character, (laughs) so... You can also just not do it. I don't have a gun. I'm not going to do it. Play your character. Mr. Thorne, I believe we have other options. I mean, I feel... What other options? Maybe... Do you see stairs? I don't see stairs. We could look for stairs, or maybe some other persuasion. He shakes his head. Where's truth? And he jots something down, and he walks away. Did truth walk away? Yeah. But luckily, there's twine Mm -hmm. leading right to him. So we leave the twine on the floor. Well, he's just, he's leaving a trail. Oh, okay. Okay, so you guys walk away. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Yeah, I guess. Alright, so you walk through a different room, and this one's a lot shabbier. It, it's still decorated in this, the old-fashioned style. Um, and everyone roll a luck check. 45. 32. 17. Nice job all around. So, didn't Chris found the last thing, so I'll have... Mr. Gino, you find a small piece of paper on the ground. Hmm. Or you see a small piece of paper on the ground that looks strangely suspicious. Hmm. Trig picks up the small piece of paper that looks strangely suspicious on the ground. There's a strange symbol scrawled on it. It looks like a question mark with a scorpion tail that goes downwards out of the bottom. And also a knife coming out of the bottom left side, except it curves on the end. Downward. So, so like a pointy H. So you're describing it to your companions? Are you showing them the paper? I'm going to show them the paper, but for listeners' sake. Right. No, it's like... A question mark quest- that almost has a closed circle at the top. And the no, dot it's... has like three smaller lines around it. No, it's like three question marks, except one of them... It's like two question marks and an exclamation point all meeting in a point and like in a triangular sort of shape. Um, as you show it to each of your, each one of them, one at a time, each of you say, Have you seen the yellow sign? Have you sign? seen yellow the yellow sign? sign? I like that he said one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw it. I started saying it as soon as I saw it. I thought I was going to say it well, first. Well, I was already, you heard me already saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me already saying it. I was already it. saying it. Guys, 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 guys. Guys, have you seen the yellow sign? Row, row, row your boat. So um, 
everyone hears everyone else say it, but no one is aware they said it. Well, yeah, because what? they all said it exactly the same time. <laughs> no, but what you, don't, you, just you say? don't think you don't think you said it. You know what I'm saying? But you heard them say it. Yeah. And roll. What a, is that even? Roll a fucking what? sanity check. All three. What did you just say? <laughs> said roll a sanity no, check. No, I mean you. I pass. I said it to you. So did I. Oh shoot! No, I did a bad job. <laughs> roll a d6. Andrew and Chris each lose one sanity point. Chris, you know, you lose six sanity points. You, um, do go temporarily insane. Okay. Gino. Me? Because you lost five, you lost more than five sanity points at once. Oh. Then I, I, uh, my hands are shaking uncontrollably and I drop the paper. Yep. You, you have fight or flight response. That's, that's how, that's what this means. So you have to do fight or flight. Um, then I guess I'm gonna run back towards the entrance of the hallway then. Okay. So as soon as you, like, drop the paper and run, like, a few dozen feet away, you're, like, you're all, you're, you snap out of it. Andrew, roll a d8. Uh, you have developed a disorder because you've passed your breaking point in sanity. Okay. You have developed um, a sleep disorder. Okay. So basically, um, it's not going to affect you at this exact moment, but um, you're going to, your ability to sleep is going to be drastically reduced and it's going to cause compounding sanity loss. Well, that's fine. Yeah, it is fine. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt. Yeah. Can I describe the, okay, did you say uh, after I ran a little bit down the hallway, I it, like yeah. stopped? Yeah, you're fine after that. Okay, um, can I describe what's, what Trig is feeling? Yeah. as? Okay. Go ahead. So after Trig's hands are shaking uncontrollably and his wrists are sort of bending backwards a little bit and his fingers are sort of contorting, uh, he drops the paper and he starts hyperventilating a little bit and then he uh, clutches at his, like, bow tie and starts, like, ripping at it because he's having a hard time breathing. So he turns and he starts running down the hallway, his eyes wide, and he starts feeling like a wriggling sensation in his throat, and he gags a little bit, and uh, he starts to cough violently for only about, like, a half a minute or so before uh, he has one hand on the wall and he starts to, like, sort of wheeze as he's breathing. And then uh, he takes a moment to collect himself, and he takes off his glasses and then wipes them off on his uh, side of his jacket before putting them back on and uh, sort of holding his face in his hands and uh, uh, and he shakes himself off and uh, turns back to Thorn and gives him a look like I don't know what just came over me. Thorn nods and jots something down. You guys continue on, I assume? We all just said a weird thing and heard two of three of us say it. I'm coping with it by focusing on a task at hand. And they do trig ran out of the room. I'm coping with it by focusing on the task at hand. <laughs> um, Trig? There's, there's a clear reason for this. I need to figure it out. Trig is gonna walk back to uh, Thorn and Truth. I assume they're still right next to each other. Sure. He has one hand on his hip, and his other hand is in, like, a closed fist, but with his thumb like, not in his fingers like a closed fist would be, but just... Like, if you were hitchhiking, you know how your thumb goes out, and he has just, like, the tip of his thumb pressed against his lip, and he looks deep in thought, and he says, uh, I think we should probably press forward a little more and see how far this rabbit hole really goes. And then he starts walking forwards. Ah, Thorn puts his hand on both your shoulders real quick. And ideally, you both look back at him. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And he says, but what about our rabbit? What are you talking about? And then he looks at, uh... 
I forget who the guy in this apartment is. I mean, you already Wait. left. You left that room already. Yeah. Wait, did we really? Yeah, we're in a different yeah room. you did. Why do I not remember leaving that room? I have no Probably idea. Probably the yellow sign. Yeah, it could have fucked with your memory. Mm, maybe. Whatever, I still think that's valid. Sure. You don't what look about at him, our right? rabbit? I don't look at him. I look at the doorway, which he is not in. It's not important. What do you mean he lives here? And he'll, we'll get him on the way back if we need him. Yeah, you're right. Forget the native. Let's just go stumble blindly. That's my plan. You're free to go get him if you feel it's important. Thorn shakes his head and jots something down. <laughs> and walks forward. You see in the um, next room, there's a uh, large gray mastiff, long-haired mastiff, um, with his head up on the table, eating something off the table. Oh, there's a dog. Accounted for. He t- what? It's the dog. What? It's one. It's a th- it's in one of the major players. Yeah, you think he's uh, or she's friendly? Well, it's a big dog, so let's not worry about that. <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> opposite. We should say. Or let's not try. And... Who cares if it's friendly or not? Let's just hope Look at it the size is. of that thing. It's huge. Or rather, let's not try and figure out. It's a dog. I think we're gonna figure we'll out. Find out quickly. Then I want to get close enough not to invade its space, but also I want to like. Crouch, oh, it bites your head off. crouch down a bit so I'm like on yep. its level so it doesn't take it as a sign of aggression to be like looming over it. Yeah. And I, not too close, but I want to see if I can identify what it might be eating. Is it just like dog food or? No, it's eating these little gelatin type snacks that are on the table. Ugh. Can I roll a forensics on those? Sure. To see what they are because I doubt this dog is eating jello. Um, from where you stand, it looks like gelatin. Okay, but can I get Cubes closer to a thing? You want to go up and look at them? Yeah. Okay, you go up and look at them. They're little gelatin cubes. There's a tiny little snake inside. <laughs> that's, that's not normal for gelatin. Ah. Uh, Thorn looks puzzled for a second at the nods and jots something down. Okay. Truth pauses for a second. Thanks, like to himself. Looks at the dog and goes, hello. The dog just keeps eating gelatin. It, like, looks at you for a sec. It's like, no, it doesn't even look at you, but it's, like, ears perk up. But then it just goes back to eating um, without um, notice. Thorn shifts his eyes a little bit. Yep. And he picks up one of the cubes. Okay. And he bites it. Uh. But not enough to get the snake. Okay, it tastes like gelatin. What flavor? Some kind of citric flavor you can't quite place. Does it taste good? Do I like it? Um, sure. Yeah. Why not? You're not going to eat that snake, are you? I mean... It's not necessarily a real snake. It could be candy. How big is the cube? Two by two. By two. Thorn eats the rest of the cube. Alright. You lose one sanity point. (laughs) Okay. Is that it? Yep. Great. You've eaten a little snake. People eat snakes. Yeah, I know. a little snake. It's a tiny little snake. And jelly. Did I like it? Yes. Thorn nods and writes something down. Okay. That wasn't half bad. It was alright. I'd recommend it, actually. Just bite that snake. People eat snakes! People who do eats, eat snakes. Who eats snakes? Plenty of people. People! Pl- Get cultured! Plenty of cultures eat snakes. If you knew anthropology. Um, you hear the sound from the next room of vigorous lovemaking. Alright then, let's go. Like... To the room or away? To the room. All right, that's kind of 
Have you never? Have, have do you have you did, look? I'm. Have you done any field work? This kind of. Th- I'm a. I'm a scientist. I've done field work. We're in the same cell. You know. Right, this is biology. This kind of thing happens. Oh yeah, this is biology. This is privacy. That's <laughs> when you care about privacy. He nods and jots something down. <laughs> he opens the door. Um, no one's in there. Um, is that what is in there? Is a blood a bed covered in blood and shards of chromed metal? Hmm. He closes the door. Does it, does the sound return? No. He goes to inspect the metal. It's just like shards of metal. You can't place exactly where it's from. You do notice once you enter the room though that there is a uh, words written on the wall yeah. in blue black ichor. All right. It says, "Where's my bottle?" Like a sanity check. Oh wait, no. Did everyone go in the room? With uh, Andrew went to the fail. fuck room. Yeah. I'm not in the fuck room yet, but I guess uh, after those two walk in, wait, is anybody in the room with them? Just or did I definitely followed. They went to an empty room. Yep. So it sounded like there were people in it, but there isn't. Well, there are people in it now. Okay. Thorn. <laughs> yeah, there's two of us. All right. Yeah, I passed. And boy, are we being vigorous. <laughs> Who passed? I did. Me too. I didn't. All right. Chris, roll a d6. The other two lose one sanity. Six. But it's a d3, so you will lose. Oh, two. what the hell? Whew. <laughs> <laughs> I am in some bits of trouble. Uh, what are you at now? 59. Nice, dude. Oh, yeah. Add 10 to that, though. What's your breaking point? 56. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say that the last person who enters that room leaves the door partially open to the um, main hallway type thing you've been passing through. Yeah. Okay. And um, you're so you're the last one in the room then? Yeah. Trig? So out of the corner of your eye, you see a figure in what appears to be a pinstripe suit holding a briefcase brushed by. Uh... Seeing him, I real quick turn around and I look out the door and... Are they there? No. Are there any other doors he could have gone into? No. In fact, realizing that, you make a sanity check. I'm fine. I think I'm just seeing things. I ignore it. I don't mention it. Whatever. All right. So what do you guys do now? Does the room end here? Uh, That was the side room. Oh, okay. So you can come out and go back, keep heading back down. Yeah, heading back down. Well, I'm going to pick up all the shards of metal and try and collect them. Okay, you can. How? I would like to investigate those and the blood. The Icor. Sure. Do you want me to make any kind of roll? What are you? How? What are you trying to determine when you say investigate them? You do not have the materials on hand to do like a chemical analysis of any of that stuff. All right. So I guess freshness. The blood is definitely fresh. It hasn't started to congeal or anything yet, so it's like hours old at the most. Could I potentially determine anything else? I don't see what else you could determine. How does it taste? Do you taste it? <laughs> I probably don't taste it. Not yet. I got three more points before I start tasting blood. <laughs> but the snake cubes. Um, <laughs> it was our people eat snakes. People eat blood. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Trig actually goes outside, grabs a snake cube, dips it in blood, and eats it. Okay. Yeah, I, he loses hundred sanity. All right, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you're just insane. I guess I I don't have anything to actually investigate on this, so... I do, though. I'm going to try to collect the shards. How much glass does... How how much metal does it look like I have? There's enough for you to pick up and carry away, if that's what you want to do. Well, I was seeing... Not too much, I mean. Like, a few dozen pieces, at least, of different sizes. A lot of them are small. Does it seem like they fit together? No. Okay. I'm just going to take one and put it away in in a bag in my case. So, um, you guys want to go up the stairs to the fourth floor? Because that's what's next. Yeah. 
Oh, if there are stairs here, I'm just going to go up to the sixth. Um, believe it or not, they only go up one floor. Yeah. I believe it. So it's the same sort of thing as before. Right away that you can see there's an office, and on the on the door it's printed manager. Well, it's, I gently knock on it. Hello? Hello, who is this? I'm the manager. <laughs> yes, but what is your name? But the, <laughs> my, my name is Henry. Uh, would you like to come yes, in? Yes, we would, Henry. Okay. Henry what? Uh, well, it's quite a mouthful, but it's Henry de Calvados Castain. I thought so. All right. Mr. Castain. Henry, we, Mr. Castain, we are agents. Ice! Federal agents. We just like to sp- Federal agents, huh? We just like to speak to you for a moment about a missing woman. Truth, 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 truth. Yeah. Hey, come here. What is it? <laughs> Mr. Castain. Yes, from the play. No, from the map. Oh, there's so many details. I forget which one is which sometimes. He's from the map, not the play. L- l- where's the map? Where is he on the map? Or is he one of the doors? So he um, he's an old man, and he's got a long white hair. But on the map. And... Yeah, but he opens up the door. He limps over. Doodle and of him on the map. I don't know. Check the map. I look at the map. You explode, <laughs> fucking fool. Doesn't remember shit. You happy now? Like a map looking at a piece of shit. Well, you know, originally there were less details associated with the. Um... He's in both. Okay. Okay. He's a character. In That's the what I thought. He's, he's oh, I didn't know he was in the play. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, Mister Castain. As you enter his apartment, um, it is stacked wall to wall with old yellowed newspapers and pictures. Wait, it's it's an apartment, not a single room. No, it's a whole apartment. Can I roll for sanity? <laughs> sure. I don't pass. What can I do for you, gentlemen? We're looking for Abigail. You say a girl's gone Abigail missing. Abigail Wright. That's terrible. What makes you think she's here? Abigail Wright. Hmm. Yes. I think she lives on the sixth floor. Yes. The salesman. We're getting a little turned around. We just need some help getting to the sixth floor. Well, take the stairs. Which way would which way would you get to the stairs from here? Well, continue down to the end of the hallway, take the stairs, then continue down to the end of the hallway and take the stairs. So Actually, up on the sixth Mr. floor with Castain, the salesman. One more what? thing. I think I would like you to take me back to the third floor. Okay, well, the stairs are right there. We can go down together. I said I would like you to take <sighs> me back to the third floor. All right. Certainly. Why not? And he gets up and he's walking very slowly with a cane, but he starts to lead you back down. Do you guys walk back to where you came? <laughs> yeah, I follow him. Okay, he takes you back down to where you came. Does he go to the th- third floor? He goes to where you just were, the third floor, yep. Could you possibly bring us to the sixth floor? Did I say third? I meant sixth. Yeah. <laughs> just walk up the stairs. I mean, you brought us to the third floor. Why not bring us to the sixth? Oh, well, I'm an old man. My leg is bothering me. I'm going to have to wait a little while. Why don't you wait out here? You want me to carry you? No, just wait. I'll carry you. You can direct us like a thing that hasn't been invented yet. That gives directions. A direction giver. What are you doing, Trick? Trick's just sort of watching this conversation between those two unfold. And uh, he was he at a desk? He was at a desk. He stood up and walked them down. Started to, well, did you guys walk down to the third floor or did you just stay in the office? No, I followed him. As they okay, go down, down to the, the third, third floor, Trig stays behind and he decides while they're gone, he's going to try and go through his desk. So. Want me to roll a search? You. I'm going to tell you some stuff and then if you want to roll a search after. All right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, definitely. Absolutely. Actually, roll a history for me. And you could have like a plus. You could have like a minus 10. 
because it's easy. It's an easier one. Yeah, I passed anyway, out the gate. Okay, so um, the, the main thing in this room is that there's lots of newspapers. Um, and your history rule tells you that these newspapers are not correct. Like, first of all, the oldest one you find is 1940. And the other one just... The other newspapers just um, point to events that never happened, basically. So, like the world, the whole history starting around, starting in the reign of Queen Victoria, or the um, post Civil War era, just like does not reflect reality. There's like a long German war in there. There's a there's presidents that you don't recognize the names of, and there's um, references to things that you don't quite know what they mean. Who is right. Millard Fillmore? Instead of uh, taking out my notebook and jotting things down in it, I'm going to just take out my flip phone and uh, try and take pictures of it to save those records. Okay, you do it. Now you want to roll a search for me? Mm-hmm. I do really, it. really do. I pass. Uh, you find a key, which is sort of ornate, and you look around, and you will um, find shortly after a cabinet nearby with a lock that looks to you to be as ornate as the key. Well, I... Hmm... I look quizzically at the key, flipping it over in my hand, checking it out, and then I, I spy the lock. Trig sort of bites his lip for a second, questioning, like, all right, should I, should I not? He's like, well, let's keep moving forward. He uh, thinks to himself as he goes to the lock, puts the key in, twists it. Okay, um, so it opens up, and there's a large um, leather-bound folio of loose pages inside, uh, labeled the Imperial Dynasty of America. His brow furls as he's confused by what he's reading. And then he mm-hmm. reaches for the folio and uh, starts rifling through the papers. Okay, it's sort of, um, it's just like lists and lists of names, but as you're, play, as you're messing, as you're taking it up, you sort of fumble with it, and it uh, falls open to the last page, and emblazoned in a splotch of red wax is that sign that you found earlier. Uh, he's immediately going to crouch down and take out his phone and take a picture of that as well. Okay. Well, actually, what he's immediately going oh, okay. to do is make a sanity check. <laughs> he's fine. Okay. Uh, but he gets like a... He feels like a flash in his head. Like as though, like, in his brain a photograph was taken. He stops for a second. Then he just shakes it off. Then he goes and takes a picture on his phone. As you look more closely at the at the uh, yellow, loose and yellow pages... Uh, it's a list of names that appears for tracing a lineage. It seems to start in some place called Carcosa and end in New York. And is Carcosa a place in the real world that he would know about? It is not. It is not. All right. So, and he couldn't figure that out through a history check, correct? Because it just isn't real? He, yeah, he doesn't, he knows. I mean, you've never heard of Carcosa. All right. The final name, or one of the, on the last page, on, on there's a, there's like a thousand names within this book. And the royal bloodline that it's tracing um, includes the name Henry Castain. That's, you said, from a royal bloodline that it's tracing? Yeah. But not, uh, I can't think of her name. All I can think of is Laura Palmer. I know that's not it. Abigail Wright? No, she's not on there. Okay. Does he, um, all right, so, seeing that it's a royal bloodline, is is there anything from the story of the king in yellow that would he, he would be able to connect this royalty to that king? You would have to read the King in Yellow to answer that. Oh, so I... Do you say you connect the royal blood to the King in Yellow? Like, is this the bloodline of the King in Yellow? Is that what you're yeah. saying? You would... No, there's no way for you to know that. All right. Or make even for you to make that connection. All right. So wipe that from whatever. 
Uh, I'm going to take one more look at the uh, cabinet, see if there's anything I haven't looked at in it yet. Is there anything else in there? Um, No, that's pretty much it. All right, so before they come back, he's going to try and shove everything back in as best he can the way he found it. He's going to lock it and then uh, put the key back in the desk, shut it real quick, and look as inconspicuous as he possibly can. And what does that look like? What is you looking inconspicuous? I guess he's going to go out and head towards everybody else. Like, back down towards the okay. If they're so not like, coming in and, like, finding him, like, having rifled through things, he'd probably be, like, breathing on his glasses and then, like, wiping his lenses. But uh, if they're not coming in, then he's going to go out and try and meet up with them. Okay. Okay. So, you two are walking with uh, Castain. Is he going to take us to the sixth floor? Yeah, sort of. Okay. As you're walking... Um, you notice that the architecture is starting to change as you start to climb stairs. It's becoming more and more, I guess I would describe it as medieval. Well, we're going to pick up Trig. You don't pass by Trig again. We're not going to go without him. Okay. Uh, so I guess we run into each other in a hallway. You don't, no. Oh. So I, I think we get to the stairs and... Uh, you went down Castain's, to the third floor. Yeah. And then we go back up. Yep, and, and Castain not... takes us to the stairs of the fifth floor. No, and no, okay. I'm saying what? like you go up to the fourth floor. It's not the same fourth floor anymore. Okay, so we get up there and just immediately let's stop all things. Okay. Uh Trig <laughs> is on his way down to the third floor. Something is not right here, Mister Castain. What do you mean? Let's this go back is to my not. Office. This isn't where we came from. I I don't know what you mean. It's not a hard sentence. Make a sanity check. I pass. Okay. I don't. No, you don't pass? pass. You lose three sanity. Oh, yeah. That's his favorite amount to lose. I said, this is not where we came from. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what kind of tricks you like to play on people, but this is not going to work on me. Sir, we walked down the stairs. Do not interrupt me. Now we're walking up the stairs. I'm afraid if you're going to be... um, Un- unpleasant. I'm going to have to call the superintendent. Call the superintendent. Well, let's go to his office together, shall we? No! Call him! I want to see him right here! Alright, I'll go get him. No! Call him! Oh, okay. He looks around and he goes, very mockingly, puts his hand up to his mouth and goes, Superintendent? Uh, I don't Thorne think he can hear me. Looks around very earnestly. <laughs> With his arms crossed and, like, craning his neck. This is ridiculous. And goes, I don't see him. That's what I thought. So it looks like you're on your own. After after the side, Truth is going to, like, take one of his cell phones out and just try and call. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I'm about to find out. I would say that you don't have service. That's what I thought. It's just, it's just, you know, with all this talk about calling superintendents, he's like, I might as well check. Yeah, it's my due diligence. How about we try this? Does anyone have a pen? What color do you need? <laughs> he holds out his hand. <laughs> what, what color do you I, need? I feel like we're rapidly running out of pen. Well, no, good thing. Th- uh, tr- gun. Truth. What's his? Truth? <laughs> yeah. I'm Thorn. Truth has like a plethora of pens in every color. Because if what not, color, we'd what, be boned. What color do you need? Give me what a pen. <laughs> I don't care. It's not a color. <laughs> what color pen do you need? Red. Red. Give me a red, red pen. pen. 
He throws it on the floor. Okay, it lands let's go head. back down the stairs. <laughs> okay, wait. He reaches back to his twine. This is the purpose of this twine. Let's just follow the twine back. Okay. I feel um. I feel like we're running two different experiments that conflict with each no, other. No, the twine is yeah. One is the pet experiment, and one is the twine experiment. The pen experiment like, um, has never failed, all right? I should have mentioned earlier that the entire time, Trig has been leaving a trail of jelly beans. I think he starts to fold the twine back. So we go down the stairs and then back up them. You do it again? Yeah, I guess when we were going, when, yeah. we, when we went. Well, you go down the stairs and um, it is not the same third floor. Okay, well, that's a problem. But is the twine just like looping back? The and- twine is... Loyally there for you, my it friend. It is looping back and forth as if we were just going up and down these stairs. The twine leads deeper, like, because you had the twine at the beginning of the, of the entrance to the, um, the co- her apartment, Yeah, right? it ties to the door. So it goes back. You go down the third floor, and it's a different, entirely different, it's like that medieval, like the stone walls and stuff, but it, it's a hallway leading off into the distance, and the twine still goes off in the distance as if you came from that So direction. theoretically, the layout is still the same. Theoretically, Just the, sure. just the architecture is different. Correct. But- the third floor is real. Right, so let's just get to the sixth floor. We have our quarry. Let's just worry about that. All right, let's jump back to um, Trig for a second. Uh, yeah? Trig regrets that he'd actually been backtracking and eating all his jelly beans. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we're done with Trig. We jump back forward again. Trig is, Trig is lying <laughs> on the ground covered in jelly beans and smiling and happy. He's frowning and sad because he he had three jelly beans when he came in. He thought it was, he didn't think the place would be that big. Is the thing one for each floor? Yeah. Um, He's like, oh dang! Just, just, to, just to note which floor he had checked. Um, but uh, no, Trig is um, he went to the third floor and then kept going until he went to look and see like, okay, no, that's where we completely came from, and they're not. Here. Um, oh, he's gonna. You notice it? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. No, go ahead. Uh, so he's gonna turn around and decide to head back up. Like maybe they ducked into a room somewhere and he missed them, or. I have a question. Sure. Does he see the pen or twine? Uh, he sees the twine. Yep. Oh, then he's gonna. He doesn't see the. Wait, he doesn't see the pen? No, he doesn't see a pen on the ground anywhere. He's gonna follow that twine. Okay. Um, on the side. Well, the twine leads right up to a. Um, a hole in the wall, basically. And there's a long crack going all the way up to the ceiling in the wall. And the twine runs under the hole. Uh, he's gonna try and, I guess, open it up. Uh, I don't know, does it look like he get... He's yeah, like, you, start to, you start to pull on it and stuff? Yeah, like, I'm gonna try and see if I can move this wall anyway, like it's a secret door. Yeah, it falls apart like a house of cards. Oh, shoot. And you're on a stage. Uh, In the audience, hundreds of human-sized marionettes sit mute, staring at you. The strings running up into the dark. And as you push the wall away, the twine sort of snaps up, and it's sort of attached to a marionette. And the, mar- the string is going way up into the sky, and you can't see where the strings go up into. I'm going to look behind me. Does it- Make a sanity check. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, oh, yay, I pass. Lose one sanity. Understandable. Um... I'm going to look behind me. Is, like, the place I just came from still there? Yeah. Well, no. Now you're in, like, a medieval castle, and everything that was there was just a bunch of... is like, fallen to the ground. It's all plywood backdrops. Like, it's, the, it's like, you just walked through an Edwardian mansion, but 
now that you're looking at the that the the ground is just backdrops that look like they're painted to look to resemble where you just were. So he touches the wall and he's like, "Oh shit!" So he's just feeling around and then uh, he grabs at the twine again, and he sort of the twine snapped up. It, oh, it so went it's, up it's, into the sky like it's gone now. Yeah, it's always atten- as soon as you did that, it was like a like a marionette just like and one of the one random marionette in the audience like hands threw up like threw up into the air, flew up into the air rather. And the marionette, the string that uh, manipulates them, was attached to his hands, and it swung up into the air. Uh, I guess I'm going to get off the stage and make my way towards the back of this theater. To As soon as you do, the marionettes start to stand up and file out. Like, we're all leaving together, or they're coming towards me? Well, they, there are so many of them, they block your way. So you're going to have to like wait till they all file out. That's all right, all. yeah, I'm going to try and leave with them, I suppose. You do. And where do I exit to? The back of the stage. Um, yeah, he's next to the back of the stage. The marionettes are all, by the time, like, you can't get, like, there's just so many of them there. They're, like, crowding you out. So they're going into this dark, they're they're exiting into this extremely dark doorway or, or, or archway. You can't, once they pass through, you can't see them anymore. Even the last one passed through, then you can pass through if you'd like. Trig is gonna look behind him and see just, like, this whole theater he was just in. And he feels like there's no way back because it's turned into something else. So uh, he takes a deep breath and then he steps through the archway. You step out and then you see at the end of the hallway that you step into. You sort of step out of a side room out of a long hallway and you see towards the end of the other side. You see um, uh, Truth and um, Thorn arguing with uh, Castine. Oh, he is going to run right over to them. Is super quick. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it? You will not believe where I've... You won't believe where we've just been. Are we going to the sixth we, floor? Yeah, it sounds like the only place you've been is lollygagging. <laughs> Look, this is a different third floor. That's probably a different... Different... Like a different... Th- fourth floor. Oh, I thought you say it was a different trig. Nope. That's a good point. This could be a different trig. I mean, how long have we had Isa? How would we find out? I G- know give your me names a p- are Thorn and Truth. Thorn, give me a pen. I don't have a pen. I never have pens. Why do you think I ask for Truth. pens? You think I carry around a Truth, pen? Give me a pen. I, I don't have one. <laughs> Truth. No, uh, Thorn threw it in the closet upstairs. Uh, downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I did that. It sounds... Checks oh, out. Oh, no, wait. No, I haven't been taking notes recently, I don't think. No, I have. I did have a You've second definitely one. been taking notes. Uh, I did take a bunch of camera phone pictures, but I did definitely can, take more notes. So, yeah, can I get that, you can have a pen. Can I get that pen? He, takes it, he throws a pen at him. Ow! I kind of regret giving you a pen. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Thorn? What's your assessment? <laughs> Thorn narrows his eyes at a trick. I feel like if I were the real And then trick, looks, o- looks over at Truth. And winks at him and smiles. Truth winks back. Nods and nods and jots something down. Alright. I think he's legit. Let's go. Up to that sixth floor. Uh, as they're going, Trig says, I don't want to question your methods, but I feel like regardless of whether or not I may have been an imposter, throwing a pen would get the same results. What? Trig, I can't hear you. You're all the way down the stairs. Come on. But before we go anywhere, yes, I would like for you guys to consider what your objectives are here. 
And what do you think you're going to gain by going to the sixth floor? We're trying to find this missing person who lives with the salesman on the sixth floor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like that's the objective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> truth. Yes. You picked up that pen for me, right? Of course. Do you need it back? Yeah, it's my pen. I mean, hey, Thorne's been <laughs> throwing our pens on the floor the whole time. My I pen's know. on the floor. But yes. <laughs> Thorne is responsible for most of the department's pen budget. <laughs> We well, spend a te- hundred thousand on pens every period. Well, well, technically, also he only writes in pencil. Technically, <laughs> technically, truth is responsible for most of the department's pen budget. True. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, truth. Yes. I found some strange things in the uh, in the manager's office, but also I went to go find you. And no, the- it's fine. I don't want to know about the strange no, things. Not- Wait. Only tell truth. I'll go over here and cover my ears and shout. Do that with do that without the shouting, real quick, Thorn. He pulls Uh, a small huddle with Trig. Trig, do you think that's a different Thorn? No, I feel like that's probably the same Thorn. Hmm. I'm gonna start shouting. Don't don't shout. Thorn, get over here. Thorn, Trig, Trig, get out of the huddle. I can't hear you. I'm shouting. How about I tell you and then you tell. Thorn, because I'd rather we didn't leave this other man completely unattended. We're still watching him. What is happening? Keep an eye on him real quick. Okay, so then how am I going to tell... How about you shut your mouth and keep an eye on him? Okay, okay, but I have... That's all I need you to do right now. Thorn, huddle again. (laughs) I think this trick might be a different trick. He seems suspicious. No, I think he's legit. All right. We did the test. We did, but he cast more doubts. Nah, I think he's. I think he's good. I'm saying he's not 100. percent Might not be 100, percent but I actually don't have a reassuring follow up to that. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to that sixth floor. Okay, so <clears throat> as you're walking up, um, Castain is going faster and faster. He's spry. Doesn't he have like a cane? Yeah, that's weird. But you know, he's still he's not so fast he can't keep up with him. He's just he's walking noticeably faster and more vigorous. Vigorously. But still with the cane? But still with the cane, yep. Just sort of picking up pace. Thorn. Uh, Thorn. Yeah. So, uh, I found some strange documents when I was in his office. And, uh, also on my way back to you, I found myself lost in this hallway. It seems pretty straightforward to follow, but I couldn't get back to you, so... I followed the twine, and it led to a hole in a wall with a long seam in it. I opened it up, went through, and I was in a theater surrounded by a swarm of marionettes. And I couldn't get back because the entire backdrop had turned to, like, this sort of backdrop. And I went through a dark archway following the marionettes, and then I found myself back with you. Did you fall asleep? Because I've had that dream. (laughs) <laughs> um, were they laughing at you no. <laughs> they're always laughing at me so now you're the hallway is getting narrower and narrower as he's leading you through it's sort of you realize you're sort of entering um the the, the hall's starting to turn suddenly like this way and that and you're, you're realizing now what you're doing which is going through are we oh and uh you're almost out of twine there buddy that's fine i was expecting you to be gone by now he has so much twine though yeah, he's got. He had a lot of twine. He's all tied together and stuff. Like he, he's made like multiple rolls tied together. And uh, there's like little alcoves and shelves all along the wall. Each one holds an opaque bottle. 
What's in the bottles? They're opaque. I stop Castain. What? What is it? What's in the bottles? I don't know. Open one. All right. I open a bottle. <clears throat> uh, you hear a whisper. What does it say? It says... It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living god. Was that a fart in a jar? And make a sanity check. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yikes! Oh, no. That is a 100. Um, you lose six sanity. Yes, I do. Breaking point, please. And, yeah, you... You First of all, you go get the fight-or-flight response. All right, I smash the jar immediately and take off further down the corridor. And roll a d8 for me. That's a one. Nice, you're all over the spectrum. You have developed uh, depersonalization disorder. What does that mean? You um, you now feel like you are an outside observer of your own thoughts and body, and you re- uh, feel like you have a um, decreasing control over your own actions. Basically, you persistent and recurringly feel like you are n- not yourself that you're oh, so okay. you're watching yourself from the outside <laughs> okay great so I, I so that happens and thorn throws the bottle on the floor vigorously jot something down <laughs> <laughs> while nodding his head and then throws one finger up into the sky and goes yes and takes off down the corridor. <laughs> um, so you go about 25, 30 feet. Are you going back or forward? Just curious. Forward. Okay. You see a, um, a man in dark purple silk robes and velvet slippers with a fine silver corkscrew hanging from a long satin cord around his neck. He's holding a bottle. Okay. okay. So you Does he do anything? He just looks at you. He looks actually, okay. he, looks, he looks relieved to see you. And as he sees you approaching, he holds out a bottle to you. Uh, so Thorn runs up next to him and gets really close, like right up to his ear and goes, don't open that <laughs> and keeps running. No, well, your fight or flight response has faded by the time you get up there. So if, oh, you'd, okay. like, if you'd like to act, you can do keep doing that if you'd like, but so I'm but not still crazy. You, well, your depersonalization disorder is permanent. Right. But, but I'm not still like, you're not in the fight or flight acting on impulse. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I see him, I guess, and then I stop. He hands out the thing to you, the bottle. Thorn looks his notepad, um, or his clipboard, and then so looks back up. there is a name on it, on a little tag, and okay. the name is Abigail Wright. In fact, you're looking around, you notice all the bottles have names on them. You just had a, you had a chance to read the one on the last, um, the one you just broke. <laughs> okay, great. But this, this, the name on this bottle is Abigail Wright. He holds it out to you. Do you take it? Um, yeah, I guess uh, Thorn kind of hesitantly accepts the bottle. Okay. Uh, as soon as you take it, his robes collapse to the floor. And you can see his body has disappeared, but um, a head rolls out. But it is not the same head that was on the man. It is on. It is a crudely carved marionette. And make a sanity check. I pass. That's a two. Okay. You got a bottle? It says Abigail right on it. <laughs> Thorin looks smugly at the marionette head. Now who's laughing? And walks back towards the others. I'm going to turn to uh, the old man and ask him if he knows what... Now excuse me for a moment, Mr. Castine. You know what these bottles yes. are for? Mm, no. Have you ever been up here? <laughs> yes. Thorin aggressively presents the bottle. Yes, what is it? A bottle? 
Very nice. No, too specifically truth. Mm. Oh. He heads to the other bottles and inspects them, looking in similar locations. They all have different names on them. Are they names? Any names I recognize? No, just random names. What about the smashed one? Thorn. What's your real name? Uh Richard Bradford. Okay. Well, I mean, I would know his real name. We're colleagues. Would you? Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, aren't we only cell colleagues? Not no, like you actually work in the, work same, in the office, same office. <laughs> oh. Okay, I guess we do. Okay. Sure. I would say you very you very uh, aggressively try not to talk to each other at work. Yeah. But you couldn't probably resist the temptation that, that you know that he works at a final Yeah. You, you have to make sure I have all your bases covered. So, yeah. The smash bottle was the bottle that had your name on it. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, hurriedly search for my own name. You don't find it. And we're in a room with a bunch of bottles? You're the whole lab. You're in a labyrinth inside. The, the walls are lined with bottles. Um, If I look at the smash bottle, does it say my name? Yes. I pick up a bottle. Okay. What name is on it? Um, Jimmy, two fingers. I hand it to Trig. Smash it! Uh, Wait, wait, give me a second. To fully fully replicate your experiment, when you have to open it? Sure, open it! What happened when you opened yours? Open it! (laughs) (laughs) I smashed it, and then I made progress! Open it! Uh, Sure, alright. He opens the bottle. He tries to. He tries to. Can't. I guess he's gonna throw it. It doesn't break. <laughs> Alright, uh, good um, experiment. I pick up another bottle. What does it say? Um, Tuggy McTuggerson. <laughs> Tugs. Matt, are you looking at a name <laughs> generator for real life names that people have? Because these are pretty good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a nutshell, dude. I've there. met so many people named Tuggy McTuggerson. <laughs> you, went, you went back to the Tuggs for sure. You went back to the 1890s. He's looking at all the most popular names. Yeah, Tugs. <laughs> Every boy was named Tugs back. I shove this bottle time. into Trig's chest and say, "Try this one." And then I look around for a bottle with Trig's name on it. You do not find it. Uh, Trig tries to okay. open this bottle as well. Guess what happens? It doesn't work. It's not opening. Wait, is your old name Tuggy McTuggerson? No. No, it's Oliver Wang. Nope. Close enough. But it was doesn't open. Uh, truth, you want to try? I mean, it's been proven. It's irrelevant. So try it out. So do it, unless you're Tuggy McTuggerson. It on the ground. It, just it shatters work. because your secret true name is Tuggy McTuggerson. Is that your secret true name? That's Yeah, that's what's written on my phylactery. Thorn grins as big as he can and jots something down. <laughs> what if I try to take the bottle off of... Or I try to open Garl's bottle. Abigail's bottle? Yeah. You can't open it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what's going on here. Mr. Custine, can I ask you a quick question? If you suppose, I really must get back to my office. Yes, we can. We can hurry up and I forgot we about it. Let's hurry up and meet the superintendent. We can all head back. But I, do you know what the salesman looks like? The salesman? Yes. Um, he's a tall fellow. Quiet. Can you bring us to him directly? Um, I don't know. He's quite. He doesn't really, really value his privacy, and they're, they're really one of my best um, best clients. Now, what do you sell? Apartments. Oh. Tenants, I should say. They're my best tenants. Um, if I may, I feel like I have a more pressing question. Sure. What are these bottles? I don't know. I've never seen them before. 
you're lying, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, I don't like being lied to. Maybe it would be in our best interest to head deeper into the lab. Yeah, where did you run off to? Who? You. Who ran off? Me? Yes. I got the bottle. Yes, but where? How? I don't know. Down there. The guy was like, here's the bottle. I'm like, all right. The and then he's like? like, I'm a marionette now. What? He was a robot. Or not a robot. He was a robe. A guy wearing a robe. And then he gave me the bottle and I took it. And he's like, I'm not a guy anymore. I'm just a head, but I'm a wood head. Okay, now my story was strange, but yours is incredibly bizarre. Look, who got the bottle? I mean, I guess you did, but... I guess this bottle is luck. I feel like this is a pretty key piece of evidence. So I'm going to look great in our report. I feel like the bottle I guess, is closer to... I mean, it's closer and further away than anything we've had so far. I mean, we just go down there. It's a hallway. We'll see the marionette head or, and, or robe, but maybe not. Maybe this place will be like, I changed again. Good idea. We head down to where he ran off to. Maybe we'll cross a bridge that'll disappear and we'll all go insane because of it. <laughs> that seems... So you... I've read about that in case reports of previous missions from other investigators. So, where, where are you going again? Can you can you fill me back in? Where he flew to. He ran away and met that guy <laughs> in the front rope, you mean? Not flew. I didn't fly. By your flight, you flew. <laughs> okay. He's right. Kind of. <laughs> Relevant. You don't... He's not there anymore. You just... You're, the labyrinth just continues on with more and more bottles and turns. Where I want to keep going? it up. The sixth floor. Well, let me take you. Yes. You're going the wrong way. Okay. No, you follow us you now. Away, then. I'm not going to follow you to nowhere. That's Wait, insane. but what's the, this? What's this way? I found the bottle this way. There's bottles everywhere. What are you talking about? Ha! You do know about the bottles. <laughs> Look at they're everywhere. I've seen it with my eyes. You've asked me about. I've caught time. you. He jot something down. <laughs> so where do you guys want to go? The sixth floor. Alrighty. We're turning back. Uh, he so he continues to take you on through the labyrinth, and he takes you a fairly short way through it. Basically, what you um, what you come to next is a lake. <laughs> and everyone, make a sanity check because there's a lake in this apartment building. <laughs> yes, that sounds appropriate. How much do I lose? I pass. I also pass. You lose six points of sanity. Yikes. Everyone else loses two points of sanity. Yikes. Take off into the lake. <laughs> um, curiouser and curiouser. I take a note down <laughs> in my book. <laughs> yeah, you're still investigating. <laughs> Have you not hit breaking point no, yet? I haven't. What's your breaking wow. point? Wow. Uh, 56. 56. What's your uh, at? 58. What's you at? Okay. We can make that happen. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I mean, if you've been, like, last that long. Um, I mean, hey, I'm doing all What are you at, Andrew? Far. 39. Okay. The lake is kind of, like, made of water. Parts of it do appear to be made of swir- swirling, roiling clouds that um, sort of rise and fall like water, but don't aren't water from the appearance of them. There's boats all along the shore that you can grab and start paddling. Okay. And they're of, like, a strange Baroque design with lots of... Um, exaggerated curves and, and filigrees and stuff on them. Is this an actual lake-sized lake, or is it, um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's very it's large. quite... I mean, it's really large lake, and there's... At the center, you can see there's a shape, like a, like of a building, but you can't quite tell what it is. I'm gonna turn to the man that we've been following. Uh, is the sixth floor in that building? The sixth floor? I'm taking you to the king. 
He's right across that lake. Look, no, we're looking for the sixth floor. Sixth floor of what? The apartment building that we were in. What apartment building? Yes. We're in Carcosa. Um, you want to? Didn't you tell me you wanted to see the king? What's the? Come, you'll have to help me paddle. I'm I don't, I don't think we did. The lake. We did. No, we're looking for Abigail. I'm quite Wright. sure you told me you wanted to see the king. No, Abigail no, Wright. buddy. I think confused. I think Carcosa's in Queens. <laughs> Abigail Wright might be at the party. It's right across the lake. Are you sure? Oh yes, quite sure. <laughs> I'm gonna try and assess honesty. Well, while he's doing that. Oh no, I can't tell an asshole from an elbow. <laughs> Truth reemerges back from the lake and kind of like adjust, you know, rings himself out a little. And he goes, "Guys, I saw an island that way. We should probably investigate it." You know, you can see islands from above the water too. Yes, true. Um, so, what do you guys do? Get in a boat? He's gonna help. He's gonna tell you to paddle. Uh, everyone, make a quick sanity check too for me. <laughs> for what? I just just I'm gonna one. tell you in a second. I just made make a another one. Check. Make another I fucking fail. sanity check. You're in goddamn well, Carcosa. Make a fucking sanity check. I did as now well. I can call, or you're in a strange world. I can call for sanity checks anytime I fucking want. Alright, calm down. I failed. The Who other failed? two passed. Who failed? Andrew? Andrew? Uh, Thorn failed. Thorn. You notice that um, Henry Castain is wearing not um, 1890s clothes anymore. He's wearing like a ceremonial robe of red and gold. And you lose four sanity points. Nice. When do I go insane again? Uh, every time you lose five or more, or you get to zero. Okay. And breaking point just gives you the one disorder, and then you don't really have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about the specifics, but yeah, that's how we're doing it. Okay. So you guys want to continue on? Nah, we'll just stop. All right. Good night. We're we're gonna chill in the middle of the lake. <laughs> all right. So you, you you roll all the way to the palace. The palace is at the center. Um, but let's talk about the lake for a second. Everyone, make another sanity check as you go down the lake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you just trying to make us get blasted on our way there? I pass. I failed that one. I also failed. Okay, so the water is pretty deep, but you're certain that what you you just saw something like maybe the size of a large whale pass underneath you and sort of like brush against the bottom of your boat. And something about it made you so deeply uncomfortable that um, those who failed their sanity checks lost a sanity point. Okay, that's not too bad. I'm not discomforted. I mean, that's far from the weirdest thing you've encountered. So, <laughs> that's um, true. You notice that as you're going down towards, you're, as you move through the lake, towards the center of the lake, towards the shape and the clouds, and then the fog, I mean, that the lake sort of is pitched downward so that you're heading downward, like, almost in a centrifugal fashion around the lake towards the center. Like, the water's starting to pull you down, like you're going down a drain, basically. But not, like, in a frightening, like, quick pace, just a very slow sort of, like... That's cool. Natural pace. So, um, you start to get glimpses of, um, an incredible structure across the, across the way. Each one of you sees something a little bit different. Like, one of you might see, like, a large arabesque, um, fantasy Arabian Nights castle with lots of circular, um, parapets and things like that. Someone else might see, um, a huge gothic castle with gleaming yellow stone walls. Um, someone else might see, uh, a massive skyscraper entirely carved out of ebony but um either way you head towards the structure and um it fills your heart with um incredible sorrow to see it because it definitely radiates a sort of strange alien sadness as you approach it like of something the great that is left we're gonna bring it back yeah um can i have a thing happen sure trig goes to pull out his phone and take a picture of the structure but just then the 
boat they're on rocks in such a way that throws him off balance and he loses grip of his phone and he accidentally drops it into the lake. Nice. Shit. Uh, that's why you always wear a strap. Take take 45 sanity points damage. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're dead. You explode. <laughs> Your body explodes. You don't know exactly what it is, but you you want to weep for lost Yathil. I want to weep for my lost flip phone. <laughs> yeah. That... And lost Yathil. You arrive on the shore, and there's like an outdoor party as it looks like it just might have happened. There's this strange alien bottles um, sitting on top of these large outdoor tables, and Henry gestures to you and says, well, I don't, I don't have an appointment, but I'm sure the king would see you two, you three today. And why is that? Well, you've n- you never been. Plus, you're not wearing any masks. Sir, are you coming with us? I am not. Stay here with the boat. <laughs> Great. Of course. And then, uh... I guess Trig and the others, maybe, are going to just go ahead and go towards the building because they've come this far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to meet the king. Okay. So you guys walk inside the building? Yeah, sure. Um, as you're approaching, you hear you hear um, like a frantic female voice say, You, sir, should unmask. And then it's sort of a deep, cavernous voice, male voice say, Indeed. And the female voice, and a different female voice says, Indeed, it's time. We have all laid aside disguise but you. And the stranger says again, I wear no mask. And then the other woman, just as you're opening the door, sounds terrified and says to one woman says to the other, terrified, No mask? No mask? And then you open the door and it's just your entire um, field of vision is filled with this incredible golden yellow light. And you catch just a glimpse of something before your minds shut down completely. So, why don't you each make three sanity checks for me? That's a lot of sanity checks. Yeah. I passed my first one. And my second one. A fail one. Pass. Fail I two. Passed Wait, all is there three are... of my sanity checks. Well, you gotta do, you gotta do, really gotta do them one at a time. Do we roll against our base or our current? You roll against your current. So, first of all, Gino, you lose three sanity points. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, so I fail all three no matter what. Okay, so you lose 18 sanity points. Nice. Let's go. And uh, Andrew, and each for, so for a success you lose um, one, and for a failure you lose six. <laughs> All right, I only lost three sanity points in that whole thing. That's fine. Wait, for a failure you lose six. The failure you lose six. Holy moly! So how many? How many? Did you I lose lost money? thirteen. I lost eighteen. Uh, so who wakes up? So you're gonna wake up back in the real world. Why don't you guys take me out of? I mean, you're going to wake up. Us. You can decide how, if you're crazy enough to, yeah, you wake, I mean, you wake up in various states of crazy. Maybe Gino doesn't wake up crazy at all, but the other two probably do. Okay. Yeah, I wake up at the, I wake up back in her apartment, and I just demand to know where she is with my gun drawn. And seeing that there's, and no one's, what? There's no one there? There's no one there. So I'm like, hmm. So you want to hide, do you? And I just start to tear her at the walls, endlessly. Okay. Um... Trig is gonna wake up on the last actual floor. I imagine floor three. Oh! Oh no! He's gonna go back to where he first had his panic attack with like his hand against the wall. He's. <gasps> and then his. It's like his eyes are open again, like he took an extended blink. And uh, he's like in a hallway by himself now, and he's like curious where his other teammates are, and he uh. He tries to run up the stairs to the sixth floor, and is there a sixth floor? Just three floors in the apartment building. You're back in the real world. Unless you didn't leave the real world, is that what you're saying? 
What's that? I mean, you leave the. You, did you not go back to the rear wheel? Is that no, I did. I guess. So, so you were on the top floor to begin with, with that woman's apartment. And then he uh, he runs up a stairwell, I guess, and he finds himself just like on the roof, and it mm-hmm. just doesn't go higher up. So he falls to his knees, and just it the camera I guess pans out with him on the roof breathing heavily, and then it just goes up to the sky. Where it shows like this big glowing yellow sun. Um, do I still have her bottle? Um, yeah, if you want, definitely. Well, I wasn't sure if that was like a plot point or not. You have if it. I lose it. Okay. So Thorn like his head just shoots up from his desk, coffee spilled all over it, and a slight coffee stain on his cheek, still grasping the bottle of Abigail Wright. He looks around nervously and tucks it in his coat and just stands up and looks around the office, breathing heavily for a second, and power walks out of the office, grabs a... or As he power walks out, he's jotting something furiously, grabs a cup of pens off of the secretary's desk, and just leaves the building. As he gets into the street, he takes the bottle out and looks at it. And just starts to cackle. And then looks at the camera. Sharp cut to black. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed our attempt at Night Floors. And as I said, this was a special Halloween episode, so it will not conflict with the Fate episodes that are being posted every Thursday. Fate should be wrapping up within the next couple of weeks and will be followed by Vampire the Requiem, Starts Without Number, and Edge of the Empire. We've also begun work on our long-form campaign set in the Lamentations of the Flame Princess system. When we'll begin posting that... I have no idea, but we are in the process of recording it. If you like what we do, you can see supplementary content over at actualplay.network, including a blind playthrough of Call of Cthulhu Dark Corners of the Earth done by Gio and myself that is being posted alongside the episodes of the podcast. You can get in contact with us on Twitter or through email at gamemaster at actualplay.network. Our website's Twitter is not currently live, but you could reach us individually. Andrew is at Pizza Pranks, Matt is at The Water Method, Gino is at Kiwi Monster, and I am at Chris R. Bailey. Uh, it occurs to me that we do not yet have a punchy outro, so see you next time, I guess.